You do not punch a puppy when you're smoking weed. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, November 4th, 2012. Time for Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 458. This is No Agenda. Bagging my left eye here in the hotel in San Francisco in the People's Republic of Northern California. Yay, in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I remain, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yeah. Infected eye. You have, uh, uh. Stink eye? No. <laughs> stink eye. Stink eye. You've got, uh, <laughs> what is that called? A sty? Yeah, well, it used to be a sty is a is no. a layman's term, but it's, it's called something else. No, I have an infected you, eye. It's just a, yeah, you got to get this goo in it. You put it in the eye, and boom, you're good to go. Well, when you're doing a show, uh, and not just any show, of course, when you're doing uh, the best in the you can't be like going to the pharmacy in the morning. You got to make do with what you got. On Sunday in the morning. On Sunday in the morning, I uh, I uh, Miss Mickey has given me a uh, a chamomile tea bag. I have to say, there's something to it. Well, if it clears it up, you're in business. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, I got this, of course, from some of these nasty rich people last night. That's where I got it from. Well, you shook too many hands and then rubbed your eyeball? <laughs> no, they were licking my eye. You know, they were these, the, these elites, hey, man, they're we crazy. need to lick an eye today. <laughs> so let me explain. Uh, Pick mi- him. Miss, Miss Mickey and I are in San Francisco. Uh, every year we uh, host a charity benefit, which is uh, for the Resurge uh, Foundation. They've been around for like 42 years, and they are the original um, uh, charity that sends uh, doctors out, not just any doctors, plastic surgeons, reconstructive surgists, uh, to, uh, to fix uh, brown people around the world, mainly kids. So they have burn wounds, which is very common in uh, developing countries. And uh, and cleft lips, uh, cleft palates, I should say. And uh, so we we do this every year, and it's really interesting because the uh, the people who attend this these are the the medical venture capitalists. Now you think that like the guys who back Google and uh, and and you know and uh, and Facebook, you think they're rich? <laughs> what do you say, John? Would you say that the the, the medical uh, finance uh, community is richer than that? Well, you know, if you take a look at some of these uh, VC companies like Kleiner Perkins, for example, mm-hmm. they're deep into all that stuff. I mean, they were they were the investors in Genentech, right? And uh, and they got a lot of the guys in the company retired, you know, being having too much money uh, because of it. <laughs> yeah. And and you should see their boats; they're really nice. So uh, yeah, so these are extremely well, funnier. Yeah, well, well, these are extremely wealthy people. Um, but what's interesting is 99.9% of them are Democrats. This is the, this, you know, you've known this. I've known it. I, I know, the but the richest I'm, people I know are all Democrats. But I'm putting it out there because most people think rich people are Republicans. And, and that just does not ring true in my experience. No, no, it's never, it's never rung true. The DuPonts, the Hearsts, the, the Gates people, uh, Warren Buffett. I mean, all these Super wealthy people that we personally know—I uh, don't know any of the Duponts—are uh, uh, all Democrats, and uh, they're adamant about it. Exactly. But the, you know the reason you know, I have this rationale for, it, which always annoys Democrats. <laughs> it's that's because the uh, the the, high, the super wealthy 
do not like to see a lot of uh, social movement. They don't want to see people getting bumping into them. They they want to keep everything status quo. Yeah. And the Democrat Party, as far as I'm concerned, has always been to keep things, keep the the classes where they are, keep or it maybe rocking. push you down a little bit if you can <laughs> to keep them away. From you know to keep them away from us rich people. Yeah, don't upset don't the apple cart with them. Yeah, don't upset the apple cart. This is good the way it is. We like being amongst yeah, we, each this other. This is fine. Just to keep it that way. The Republicans are always trying to, <coughs> you know, even though not recently, because mm-hmm. the Republicans have been acting like Democrats more recently with big government. Yeah, but the Republic, which is why there's no reason to vote for them. The uh, Republicans tend to be like you know let's make it put other people into that category and that. Uh, Hyper rich, the ultra, the elites don't like to mingle with people like the hoi polloi. It's beneath them, right? Uh, well, they uh, they put up with uh, with us for the because uh, you know we're doing something for free. So I guess <laughs> they're like, oh, well, let them. Yeah, you're celebrity. You're you're you look. You're part of the celebrity <laughs> class, which is a, a a kind of a uh, proxy class. You know, the Lindsay Lohans and anyone who's <laughs> wait pretty- a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. People that they get a lot of attention for themselves. Wait, wait Taylor a minute. Swift. Did you wait, wait a minute? You did not just put me in the category with uh, Lindsay Lohan and Taylor Swift. This is an outrage. Um, but you're right. No, and a lot of these, uh, a lot of these people's wives. You know, they all got trophy wives. Not all of them. I'm but. telling you. you it, it, let's put it this way: <laughs> they're not inviting Richard Stallman to come up there and do these awards. <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't go if he was giving an, an award. No, but a lot of these um, these VCs, um, uh, they have uh, wives who are uh, forty, and uh, and it's perfect. That is my uh, my target demo. <laughs> they all remember me. You know, I yeah, talked oh, to that guy. I remember him. I he was so he was. He still has the hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the, and they all mention it too. Oh yeah. And uh, and I literally talked around with somebody recognize you, and they always go about the hair. Jeez. I, I literally talked a hundred grand out of one lady's uh, pocketbook. A hundred grand. Them, get them to listen to the No Agenda show. <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 I'm, if if they listen to the show, we'll never get invited back. They'll be like, oh, oh, that guy. Oh, no, no. We heard his uh, pod thing. No, no, that's all right. We don't need him. Uh, anyway, um, but it was uh, so. What some people know is that uh, it's been, uh, I think, over a year at least. But uh, there was a rare. Um, Muhammad coming to the mountain as uh, we had a uh, we shared a meal together John Oh yeah <laughs> Do you remember or did you forget already Yeah we need to do uh, you know some people uh we have a a new night that was wondering if we could talk a little bit about wine and food a little, once in a while mm-hmm. and I I've, I've got a couple of things to say about that meal Well let me first say that um uh, we had a, uh, a very, so, uh, you know, Ms. Mickey and I come up here on our own dime to this charity. And, uh, uh, you, you know, to, you know, in order to have a meal at the restaurant we ate at, uh, we were fortunate enough to have a, a patron, uh, who, uh, who actually listens to the show and said, well, why don't I pick up the tab so you guys can do some food and wine talk? And I have to say, we encourage this type of, uh, of support of the program. So uh, you were staying at the Ritzy Ritz Carlton, which is not as ritzy as it once was since the Marriott no, it's, it's bought a, them about ten years no, ago. It's basically a Marriott, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a fancy Marriott. Is they're trying to? In fact, they've noticed that the the way they've changed it recently in the San Francisco operation is it's it seems to be wanting to compete with the Four Seasons. I think they're trying. I mean, to it's compete got that with, same kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I think they're trying to compete with a couple of different uh, hotels who have recently. They're trying to have like a, a more contemporary lobby with kind of modern ish art, right, little and, W, little W. Yeah, action. W action. That's exactly it. It's it's kind of a W, and in fact, the price is W price. It's not really outrageously expensive. I mean, <laughs> all things considered, obviously. And of course, with, you know, before yeah, our, well, the our benefit was discount. actually had a good. They had a good, uh, yeah, you had a discount. They had a good uh, tasting menu that was, you know, got a little tedious after a while, but it was inexpensive and considering. But they had this, uh, so here's the problem I always have with some of these places. They they don't have a wine sommelier. And, uh, you know, they couldn't, they can't afford the extra cost if somebody knows what he's doing. And one look at their wine list and you can tell they're, they're, it's, it's just an incompetent. Well, hold on. You should, men- you should mention that, that the wine list wasn't a wine list. They brought out an iPad in a leather binder. An iPad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a bit You much. should have seen John Roller's eyes. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, okay, fine. They got an iPad wine list. Well, the cool thing was if you tagged one of the bottles of a pop-up came up and gave a little more details, although they weren't. There wasn't a lot of details. Whatever the case was, they had wines on there, like and wine connoisseurs out there will recognize some of these. But 1947 Chevel Blanc of all things for sixteen thousand dollars, <laughs> and they also had 1945 Petrus for the same price. And I'm thinking, for one thing, well, of course we couldn't get these wines, needless to say. But I'm thinking these wines can't be in good shape, period. But be, be that as it may, the rest of the list was a mishmash of overpriced wines. And here's what really got to me, and this is what I really detest this, and I'm saying the word really too much, but I detest the markup, because I'm familiar with all the prices and most of the wines on there, 4X retail. Really? Yeah, the wine we had, 4X retail. All the other wines that were picked out, 4X retail. I mean, please. Obviously, somebody ordered the $16,000 bottle of 47 Chevelle Blanc and sent it back, and now they got to make up for it. <laughs> well, I, I have su- no I suggested, idea why that. I actually suggested that we order that, and then uh, as it was poured, we say, no, this is corked. We're not so, going to yeah, drink that. Yeah, you said that. That was funny. <laughs> it's corked. <laughs> it probably was, too. Yeah. But anyway, so the joke is so 4X retail is outrageous. 3X retail is outrageous. A wine list should be a good wine list with a good restaurant that's not trying to rip off the customer should be three times wholesale. And uh, that would be a reasonable markup. So, no, 4X retail. So I thought that was, that's the Ritz-Carlton. What was the name of that restaurant? They redid it. It's a par- uh, the Parallel 30- 37. Yeah, Parallel 37. And so, if you want to get, if you want to overpriced wines, there's the place to go. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna- meanwhile, of course, I walk in uh, with the the, the, the mater D because walking us to the table. I said, "Do you have? A, can we talk to the sommelier?" Because I was already looking at the wine list, and he says, "Oh, uh, I for all your questions." And I said, okay, great. So I started grilling him about certain wines, and you could tell he was, he didn't know what he was talking. I mean, he was not, 
I don't know. It's hard to explain, but at some point when you have a rapport with a real good wine guy, and that's why I call him the wine guy, uh, you can tell that they know what they're talking about. You can tell. They don't have like, well, I, they don't say things like, well, it's one of my favorites. Uh, no, this guy, not- this guy, John, this guy was selling refreshments in the foyer. He had no clue. Even I could see the guy had no clue. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I wasn't going to pay any attention. I was going to pay very little attention to whatever he suggested. And so I had to wing it, so I picked a safe, overpriced wine. Anyway, so that that was that. And I think this is going on a lot all over the place. Could you just uh, tell everyone I, what we drank? Because I think people are interested. We had a, we had in 2009 Far Niente uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, which was, which was good. It w- wouldn't have been as good as a, a Camus. Of the and, same vintage, but and, it was good. And on our side of the table, and by uh, the way, it's it's it was it's overpriced at regular price, but this was ridiculous. Yeah, I I thought the label was very uh, intricate, and uh, Miss oh, Mickey, it's a pretty pretty label, yeah. Yes. And Miss Mickey thought uh, it smelled like perfume. No, it was a it was a good it was a it was a reasonably nice wine. Yeah, let me see what the retail is for this. Uh, it, was, uh, it, it was it was quite outrageous though. No, I know what the, we paid four x the retail. Yeah. I'm just yeah. wondering. I now, while you're it. looking that up, we, uh, we I, I can't. Never mind. I don't yeah. have to do. We this. had the uh, we had the tasting menu for uh, for dinner, which was six courses. And I have to say, there's so they lost their chef. This is the the chef who was there the last time we ate at this restaurant, John, which I think was two three years ago before it was this changed modern thirty seven parallel. Yeah, thing. it was a French style, classic French style restaurant. Yeah, and um, so, but they had just lost their chef to uh, Michael Minna. Is that what his name is? The uh, the restaurateur. Yeah, he went to a new Michael Minna restaurant. Right. So it was the sous chef who uh, was uh, was still handling the restaurant. I thought it was good. I liked it. You know, little tasty bits of this and that, and you know, some fish and some chicken, and then some pork belly, and you know, it was good. I liked it. It was uh, it was decent. Well, it looks like we paid three times retail for that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, but there were definitely four X's on there. It anyway, was, it was it was nice seeing you, John. It was nice to yeah, see no, you in but person. The pleasure was mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was. It's so funny. We, we, we meet up. It's like, hey, hey, where's that challenge coin you got two of? Yeah, here. Yeah. Hey, remember that uh, Liberty Dollar yes, you got, got two of? I got the cake. <laughs> the guys who donated some of these things, I got the KGB cat. Uh, challenge coin the extra one over adam has it and the cup and some crazy pieces of silver and a liberty dollar and that's oh, nice it's the exchange the exchange takes place and meanwhile here i am mr stupid i bring my uh my baofeng uh, ht portable ham radio to san francisco thinking john's going to be driving in in the battery car and he's going to be on the on the mobile and we'll have a chat all the way on the repeater but no no i'm just i'm just getting static i'm hearing nothing <laughs> Of course, <laughs> I didn't bring the battery car. Oh, a disappointment! Well, I was—I uh, looked at the traffic, and I needed my tag, which gets me across the bridge faster. And I wasn't going to stand in line to use the battery to wait to pay four bucks to go across the bridge. All right, then. Well, you're excused. Anyway, um, Mickey is more in love with you than ever, and I guess that's a good thing. Well, she wants. To, she uses me for certain kinds of advice about things like pocket cameras. Yeah, and I think I appreciate the fact that I do some research. So she's gonna. 
she's doing well as a photographer, apparently, so that's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing better than our uh, our donations for this last two shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I did not get the uh, the gig. Uh, the what? Remember uh, Thursday? I had a job interview. <laughs> it's the first job interview I've ever had, I've ever done, I think. It's like, nah, that's not going to work out. When you went to work for radio stations, didn't you have to do a... Yeah, but this is, not a, this is not a radio station gig. I'm just trying to get something that'll actually pay the bills. Radio does not pay the bills, my friend, in case you hadn't noticed. It you got, used to. Yeah, you, well, you've got radio, and then you have, below that, you have uh, somewhere uh, after a whole big void, um, after Rodeo Clown, there's Podcaster down there at the bottom. <laughs> You, know, you should, a rodeo clown. You, you should uh, reconnect to uh, to Mumble. There's a huge delay we've got right now. Oh, we're getting a delay. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you're really delayed. Just reconnect. Okay, I'll do yeah. what I have to do. Of course, when you reconnect, then uh, we know what happens. Yeah, now it won't work. It's yeah. going to take me another five <laughs> minutes to get. To It'll be worth it. It's okay. I'll 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 I'll, I'll hum a little ditty. But you should really do that. I'll uh, be right back. Okay. Of course, I still have this cold. Uh, which I think was uh, part of it was uh, allergy related. Yeah, I I saw you. You didn't look sick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we were believe me. I'm sick. It's uh, it's just you don't look sick. It's bullcrap. It's got to either be an allergy, which makes a lot of sense to me. It's a new area. And when people move into a new area in a new culture, they always have psychological issues, and they give them allergies. <laughs> Are you- <laughs> Okay, you're saying I have psychological issues? No, it's what happens when you move into a new environment that's so radically different from everything you're used to, and I would say Texas qualifies. Yeah, well, it's the uh, it's the mold allergy, and um, I have uh, I have pills for it, but I wasn't taking enough, I guess, and so and there was like <laughs> no, but there's like a severe allergy alert, and I I wasn't paying attention, and uh, you let you let that go on for. But they have these allergy alerts. You know, one day it's cedar, the next day it's uh, I don't know ragweed. None of that bothers me. Well, ragweed's the worst. Yeah, I no, actually am allergic to that. Well, apparently the mold is what I'm allergic to, and they had like a red alert. You know, all the way to the end of the scale, and I was like, you know, popping two of these pills when I'm supposed to be taking twelve a day. I thought I was on maintenance, so that's uh, that's what happened. But then you get this combination of the nasal drip, and anyway, who, who gives a crap? There's stuff to talk about in the world, but first, let us thank our. Uh, uh, let me see the list here. Do we have someone to thank? Yes. Yes, we do. We have three people to thank, and they then they deserve they say, all the they thanks saved in the, the world day. because yeah, they the number of people everything. that came in at the normal rates is pretty pathetic, but not so with these folks. And, and by the way, change uh, Vivian Poole's name to Vicky. Yeah, I got it. She calls herself. Yeah. On the uh, knighthood thing, she's in Memphis, Tennessee. She donated six two nine six nine. And she says the donation should make her total contributions to the greatest podcast in the universe equal 10, 11, 12. Ooh. I know I'm very late for the actual October 11th date, but I cannot resist the 33 representation. Those numbers add up to 33. Right. And unlike 5555, which you no longer accept, <laughs> which that in hindsight is a mistake. I feel pretty sure that you will accept my overdue contribution. I must admit that I missed the food and wine talk from earlier days. Well, we all think we fixed hear that. Yeah. We do. yeah, we fixed that today, and all we do is grouse. <laughs> Maybe Sunday after Adam's trip to San Francisco, indeed. 
But I still uh, find your deconstructions of the media priceless. Uh, thank you so much for all the work you put into the podcast. We're all of us slaves. She like a. Uh, this seems like we scrambled. No, I, I think you can read it very well. <laughs> She'd like an. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, I get something to drink. <laughs> Are you going to do everything in the She'd world? She'd like an Atlas Shrug Karma hit. There you go. And she says she does not want us to talk through the karma. It seems like I feel the hit when you let it play unencumbered. Okay. Oh, okay. Knock yourself out. All right, be quiet then. By Ayn Rand. You've got karma. Mmm. A clean shot of Atlas Shrugged Karma for you, Vicky. Ronald Thank you. Uh, Dreslinski Jr. in Sterling Heights, Michigan, came in with 519. And did I get a note from him? I don't think so. I didn't see a note. Uh, okay. Well, I, I will look. If I find a note, I'll look him up uh, during the meantime, and then we'll read it at the beginning of the other section uh, if it's in there. Uh, sorry, Ronald. We'll get, but we'll get to you. Uh, Daniel Mack in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The usual longtime boner, first-time donor, four hundred fifty-eight dollars. Hope you receive my donation today. Please continuing poking holes in the in the net covering our gilded cages. Can I have a de-douching and the following parliamentary or the following oh. <clears throat> parliamentary grumble? Little Italian girl, shut up, slave karma. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. I wasn't quite prepared for that. So we need parliamentary mumble, <clears throat> Italian shut up girls. Okay, hold on. I can get, uh, I can do this. Uh, and he will also be the sole member of the four fight eight four five eight club. We always do uh, encourage people to join uh, the episode number of the club. And here we go with your deduction. You've been deduced. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. You know, for a road show, not bad. No, I, I don't think that combination works, though. All right. Uh, but it was a good shot. I mean, it's always interesting to hear these combinations. Anyway, those are our three executive producers for show 458. I want to remind people we do have another show coming up on Thursday, and we would like some support. Uh, go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channel Dvorak.com slash NA. The uh, noagendashow.com website has a button you can click on, and also noagendanation.com where you can buy uh, all kinds of stuff while you're at it. And uh, it would be very helpful for us to uh, get back on track here because this, uh, this a lot has something to do with the mess back east, I'm sure, uh, but um, it's still uh, pretty uh, pretty low. Well, it's okay, because you can start blaming me on the fact that no one does 55s, 55 anymore, and then you can just, uh, like you started at the dinner, you can just be blaming me. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we also want to thank uh, our artist for the previous episode, Daniel McDonald. Uh, now that we have Martin J.J. has sidelined himself for a little bit, uh, we're seeing uh, some excellent art come in from uh, alternative artists, and we really appreciate all the work you do. Uh, you can always check out all of this work at noagendaartgenerator.com. And, of course, these executive producer and associate executive producer credits are real credits. You can even join the Producers Guild of America, as we are seeing Sir Gene from uh, Dallas, Texas do. And, unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we'll be more than happy to vouch for you. Slash N-A. Of course, there's always one thing you all need to do, and that's go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth.
Yeah, baby. Come on, little girl. And I, uh, I actually forgot to say in the morning. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, and feet in the air. Also, in, in the morning to all the pleasant nights out there who, and the new nights that are coming up. Uh, for all the support they give us. And to uh, all of our human resources in the chat room, uh, listening live at noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com, uh, as we do the show live every Sunday and Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Gitmo uh, Nation uh, West time. And, of course, uh, we had a lot of people uh, come into the chat room this morning and go, Hey, man, where's the show? Are they late again? I bet you it's Dvorak is late again. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, so these were people from <laughs> from other parts of the world where the t- time changes on a different schedule as we fell back an hour. And I uh, I would like to say welcome to uh, Fossil Fuel Appreciation Day because that's what this is. I figured it out. Oh, I I didn't know. I yes. would have celebrated by by <laughs> driving the electric car into a pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fossil Fuel Appreciation Day. As uh, I have now uh, researched once again, I do it every uh, twice a year. As to why we are being robbed of an hour, because you know one way or the other, it's we're losing it. We don't, we don't like magically get it back. Uh, this is not the give back time, just because you get to sleep an hour longer. Uh, and from what I've uh, read, the uh, scientific fact is that because of the changing of the clocks, we actually wind up uh, consuming about one to two percent more energy than normal. Because of uh, heating homes longer during dark hours and air conditioning during the uh, the extended daylight hours, so I think that this uh, this entire daylight saving scam is uh, is just a fossil fuel appreciation uh, movement. You know, I've got to get. I, I can't. Uh, you know, I uh, I have some old clips. Mm. And when I talk about old clips, I'm talking about from the 1930s. They're so old; they're on uh, 78 RPM records. These clips. And actually, some 78s did come with these clips on them, which is a bunch of Hollywood celebrity types moaning and groaning about uh, daylight savings time when they when they first put it out. I think it was they've just been in and out of vogue in the United States well, for it, a long time. It wasn't time, official in the United States until 1966, which I was surprised by because you know the story is Benjamin Franklin was a smart dude and was like we're burning too many candles, please. And, you know, that's probably not even true. This is an oil-based thing to get people to use more energy. <laughs> this is bull crap. It is just, I like the theory. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, the re- real re- rationale has had to do with farmers, but that's okay. It doesn't make any difference. And farmers can get up anytime they want. Yeah, so, farmers. But, uh, before we Before we start going into the regular parts of the show, I, I have to mention something. Since one of our new upcoming nights, Vicky, is in Memphis, mm-hmm. and we did mention Taylor Swift earlier in the show, I have to discuss a press release i received oh about taylor's oh okay well this is very exciting you know taylor swift, of back, course, is- we have to remember taylor swift we talked about this two or three years ago and she was coming up the ranks john you actually taylor discovered swift her was you discovered she, taylor swift yeah when we discovered her <laughs> her father was a major major uh a player at merrill lynch hedge fund took guy. her and the family m- moved to uh nashville m- nashville exactly and uh, and bought her spot in history. Bought her spot in history because his specialty was he was a money manager who specialized in 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 individual management of the uh, super wealthy. Yeah, like guys who run moved, record companies and guys exactly. who run NBC. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. So he went to to uh, Nashville to uh, 
to uh, get his daughter into the stream of things. Now she's worth apparently one hundred and sixty-five billion dollars, a million dollars. <laughs> so, so anyway, so this this press release comes out it, it, from GoBankingRates.com. It says for immediate release, Taylor Swift loses at the CMAs, but Go Banking Rates identifies her five big money management wins. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Her dad is now pimping her out as a stock picker. Yeah, or something. <laughs> so there's a Taylor that goes on about, oh, poor Taylor, she lost this. She's the third richest. Uh, she's now worth 165, third highest paid woman in Hollywood after Oprah and Britney. Yeah, I believe that. Okay, I believe that, too. So Taylor Swift's five smartest money moves. This is what the press release is about. So what do you think, number one, the smartest money move you can make. What, what would be number oh, one well, that's, on your list? Yeah, on my list, that would be to uh, invest in gold and silver. Okay, well, then you, you obviously got nothing to do with this. <laughs> number one, I'll tell you what you should have been able to guess, find a good money manager. Oh, of course, that is number one on the list. Oh, we need to get a top five drum roll for this. Okay, well, that's number one is go yeah, to your daddy yeah. and have him help you out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So what's number two, John? Number two is think strategically about money. Oh, well, does that mean, like, don't just blow it on hookers, or does well, that... Well, that's, I think, so what it means, but the, <laughs> but the, what they have is their little explanation makes no sense. It says, Taylor made headlines when she shared her decision to sell her new album, Red, in some unconventional places, including Papa John's and Walgreens. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, Walgreens, how, how is that unconventional? Thinking strategically about, thinking strategically about marketing, but yeah. not about money. <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, let's get the other. There's just three more. All right, that's good. It's good. Number three is a real good one because it it plays into a a societal thing that's going on, and it's it's. I think it's the only valuable thing on here. Don't be afraid to buy used items. Oh, like that that dress of hers that was clearly from Goodwill. The funny the the thing is that she kind of contradicts what used actually means when they have their explanation explanatory sentence and let me read it to you and and and, you know i'm thinking well this is kind of stretching the concept of used taylor swift has no problem buying used items and according to her official website goes into a trance when i'm in an antique store (laughs) this louis couture's desk it's used (laughs) but it fits my house so perfectly I buy nothing but used, used antiques. It's the Used Goods Roadshow, everybody. Brought to you by Taylor Swift. Oh, that's awesome. All right, two more. What a douche. Think about the financial future. And then it's. she says she worries about everything and doesn't say too much. And then number five. Now, you have to remember, they already said she's got a net worth currently of 165. She'll probably top off at about a half a billion dollars. That would be my guess, the yeah, way but, she's going. By, by the time she marries the wrong guy. Well, she's pretty hard to deal with, it looks like, for men. But the dad is not going to let her no. lose her no. anything. The no. dad is in, in control of this. Yeah. But here's the kicker, number five. And are you? And it's like, are you kidding me? Start a college fund. <laughs> she wants to start a college fund for her children. What? <laughs> right. She she's can buy a school. She's got 165 <laughs> in the bank right now, and she wants to start a college fund. Why? So she can make, put... Forty, fifty thousand aside. Give me a break. Yeah, she, she's, she can buy a college. Yeah, she could. The Taylor Swift University. That would be something. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that's quit. great. Now that's very depressing, John. Thank you. That's You're re- that's really great. And, and, and we uh, got to real news. Yeah. So let me. Uh, 
Let me start off by talking about uh, Hurricane Sandy for a moment. And I'm not talking about New Jersey or New York, Manhattan or Staten Island, although I do think just on a quick side note, I found it without a doubt hilarious to see on Friday 800 people standing in line for an iPad mini while we had 700 people in a different line getting food and water. That to me was that was yeah, the epitome. Yeah, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> that was the epitome of uh, of Americana to me. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Do you know what? Uh, where 50 people died from uh, Hurricane Sandy, John? 50 people. Any idea? Where? Do you have no idea? Well, they could have died in uh, Staten Island waiting for the Palatano to show up. No, no, no. That was they 20. They could have people. died in a food line. They could have been under in the, one of the subways. No. They could have been in one of those underground uh, no. places where all these bums no. live. No, it's even better. It's even better. While the world's attention was fixed on Storm Sandy's impact on the U.S., the hurricane force winds had already left a trail of destruction across the Caribbean. On Haiti, more than 50 oh, people yeah. died as swollen rivers burst their banks and landslides damaged natural habitats and an estimated 20,000 homes. The island's agriculture sector had already taken a battering from Hurricane Isaac, which hit in August. After Hurricane Sandy, we've lost everything. Our plantations, our livestock, and some of us have lost our homes. This rice that we have left, we're now trying to plant again. But we don't have much hope that it will ever be harvested because we've heard that there are more storms ahead. Across the southern third of the island, the storm caused a widespread loss of crops and food prices have skyrocketed. One market seller says a cup of rice is selling for about four US dollars. It used to sell at 250. We can't get to another town to buy rice. We're crying out. That the prices must be reduced. Now, before I play the, the remaining uh, 17 seconds of this report, so this is southern Haiti, Port-au-Prince, or Port-au-Prince, as we would say. And uh, so this, of course, is where we still have uh, a couple hundred thousand people living in tents, uh, eating uh, mud cakes. They have cholera. Apparently, a cup of rice, $4 for a cup of yeah. rice. But did you hear the kicker? Up from 250. from 250. But now, but it was wait. already a ripoff but for wait, a cup of rice. But wait, there's and more. And by the way, we are sending rice all over the place. And and then the Clintons collected what, $300 million. Why don't we just bag rice and ship crap loads of it to Haiti? I ask you. The flooding has caused a spike in cholera with around oh, 300 yeah. suspected cases, Woo. with many of the population still living in makeshift shacks following the earthquake in 2010. The Prime Minister's launched a new appeal for international aid. Okay, so uh, this uh, obviously irritates me to no end because uh, we had these billions and billions of dollars that were collected by our... By our three, yeah, about texted by our three presidents, President Obama, he had uh, uh, President Bush and uh, President Clinton, and all they said was, "We just need cash." I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. And before John, before you get into the uh, fantastic uh, cele- star-studded celebrity uh, telethon that we had, which of course we predicted uh, very accurately that this would happen, happened even faster than I would have expected. Um, uh, th- what? Uh, what we did with the some of the exact same people uh, two years ago was collect money for these people in Haiti in the South, which is very important to remember. And, of course, now we had this big mission. It was not just Hillary Clinton, but Hillary and Bill went to Haiti on October 23rd, one week 
One week, the timing is always everything with these Clintons. One week before Hurricane Sandy passed through, and I have two clips just so you can hear the douchebaggery lying sacks of crap that these people are and what they're doing in the North and making it look like everything is just fine. First, here's Lucifer Hillary Rodham Clinton herself. We have been united behind a single goal making investments in this country's people and your infrastructure you lying sack that help put haiti finally on the path to broad-based economic growth with a more vibrant private sector and less dependence on foreign assistance right so let me just get this straight uh, one week later, we have people in the South already paying $2.50 for a cup of rice, jacking it up to four. They've got more cholera. They're still living in shacks. And what are they doing here? They are opening up a brand new $300 million uh, garment center. And when you hear, I mean, and run by South Korea, okay? The South Koreans have now enslave the people of Haiti under the auspices <laughs> of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And I want you to hear Bill Clinton, who is hammered. You have to see the video. It's in the show notes, 458.nashownotes.com. He is sloshed. He's swaying from side to side. You can hear it in his speech. This industrial park in Haiti could provide progress for a nation grappling with instability. The $300 million project was opened on Monday at an event presided over by Bill and Hillary Clinton. Long term, it's hoped the park will create 130,000 jobs and a much-needed boost to a country still suffering from the 2010 earthquake. UN Special Envoy Bill Clinton said the project showed Haiti was no lost cause. What you see here today is an example of what works all over the world and a rebuke to those who say that progress is not possible or that government is always the problem or something else. What works? <laughs> Did you hear that? Or yeah. uh, or something oh, else? Whatever. <laughs> and you know, uh, furthermore, you're ugly. <laughs> and Hillary made me do this. Uh, something else. The guy is hammered. He has hey, his Haitian rum is good. He doesn't even know what island he's on. And meanwhile, there's Martelli, sweet Mickey Martelli, the douchebag musician they put in as the president of the country. He's sitting, you got to see this video, the body language. you got Hillary on the, to the right of him. He's on the left. He could not be leaning in any more left, and his eyes are just like oh, looking at her like, oh, man, I hope she can't touch me with her penis. I mean, it's, it's frightening. It is frightening to see what is going on. These people are ripping off the country. $300 million in South Korean money to enslave the Haitians, and it's going so well in the North. They're douchebags. And by the way, where was the, the singing for Haiti? Where was the singing for Haiti? It wasn't there because you don't care. But everyone feels great because you texted your $10 and they came back and they fooled you again. You idiots. You texted another $10 to the stupid Red Cross. You know, the Red Cross is funny because they always get grilled about where this money went. And they always say, well, go, you know, yeah, you, you text $10 to the Red Cross and it just goes into the general fund. It doesn't go to ha- Hurricane Haiti or no. Sandy. <laughs> Hurricane Haiti. Hurricane Haiti. That already came and went. <laughs> but Hurricane Sandy, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So we had the, uh, that crazy concert again. I don't know. They didn't 
overdo it. They just kind of put it on NBC, and then they they wrapped it around the regular programming. But it, it finished. It was all NBC guys, and it finished with this crazy pitch at the end, at the very end of the concert. These guys came out, and John Stewart's up there. Springsteen and the E Street Band to all the talented artists who joined us tonight. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. We have been jamming the lines. You've done such a good job. Of jamming the lines. That's a, that's a reference to jamming the songs on the stage. Folks at the Red Cross, if you couldn't get through, they're going to be at it all night. So keep calling. Keep trying on the web all night. Jersey strong, man. Just keep, <laughs> just keep your heart in it. We're coming back. <laughs> New York. Jersey, all the affected areas. You guys have been very generous. We really appreciate it. Good night, everybody. Hey, John. John. By the way, by the way, we'll Jersey strong, man. End. Yeah, Jersey strong, dude. Dude. So, but at, at the end, when Stewart said that, they, they, the last, the last guy I left on the stage, there was uh, was L. Roker who tried to get. If you hear the very end, he's trying to say something. They cut him cut off. It, cut it. Well, of course, Roker's an idiot. He's a douchebag. <laughs> No, it, that that, I, that is actually the just about the only thing I saw of the show live because um, of our dinner. I think did you you must have taped it because I didn't have a, a tape here. Yeah, um, and uh, and I, and I heard uh, even Mickey was like, "What the hell is that Jersey Strong? What does that mean? Is that like is that like a, a Lance Armstrong reference? Like Live Strong, yeah. Jersey <laughs> yeah, Strong? I don't know. It was it was lame." And and, and 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 all of this, of course, happened on the heels of the borough president of Staten Island saying this live on television. To put together pots of soup, and they were distributed to the people down there whose homes were, were just destroyed. And the American Red Cross was nowhere to be found. Exactly. The American Cross, the nowhere American to be Red found. Cross, all these people making these big salaries, Red Cross, these big yeah. salaries, should be out there on the front line. And I am disappointed. And my advice to the people in Staten Island is do not donate to the American Red Cross. <laughs> Let them get their money elsewhere. Because we have hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people in shelters throughout Staten Island. So the guy literally says, hey, they got nice offices, they got nice salaries. But uh, they're not here. And by the way, if you, uh, I lived uh, in lived in Jersey for many, many years, fifteen years, and I uh, built businesses in Manhattan. And you know what? No one ever thinks about Staten Island. That's why they forgot because they just forgot. That's what happens. We think about Staten Island as a garbage uh, dump, as a wasteland. And of course, it's, there's real people living there. But this is the actual culture of Manhattan, and you saw it coming out. No one will admit it. I'll say it. People don't think of Staten Island. When you say, where are you from? Staten Island. Like, oh, really? Uh, uh. Because yeah, it's it, a forgotten borough. Yeah, it's, it is literally a dump. It is built on a, on a, on a landfill. It is a landfill. And, it, and a forgotten borough, that's exactly what happened. No one cares. Well, Certainly they, not they Bloomberg. They cared enough that, that Schumer showed up. And gave a spiel, and he got chewed out by a bunch of old ladies, and then uh, Napolitano yeah. showed up. Well, that was after this anything. guy. No, that was after this guy is when Napolitano shows up. There's lots of coverage. Oh, okay. Okay, Anderson that makes Pooper, sense. Yeah, Anderson Pooper's on the island all of a sudden, who, by the way, he I, I don't have the clip, unfortunately, didn't have time. He said, my family goes back generations to Staten Island. Really, Anderson Vanderbilt Pooper? Are you kidding me? Uh, really, he said that. Yes, I, I wish I had. I wish what, I had. What he a has some cousin that lives there. I don't. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he was cottaging. I don't know what he was doing. Meanwhile, in Manhattan, 
Here's yeah. an interesting, interesting little tidbit that's not covered in the news. Try play the free gasoline clip. All righty. Across the river in New York City, drivers were no longer lining up at stations. Instead, they were waiting in equally long queues at National Guard armories. They'd been drawn there by the offer of free government-provided petrol. Oh, yeah. this What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> free petrol. So I uh, I have friends down by exit 100, Tom's River. I think we've discussed it. Rumson... Uh, but mainly Tom's River, which is the poor side of uh, of uh, of Exit 100, and um, uh, Jack Ponty, guy who's been in the music business for a long, long time. Uh, he's a, he's a very cranky, just a cranky dude, and um, and he he was able to get internet service. He had no electricity in his house for most of the week, and uh, he's got dogs and whatever, and you know he's just always complaining. And he said he said Adam. They are not reporting this thing correctly on the news. We have National Guard with M16s guarding the, the gas stations. You are not, and, and all you see on CNN is the same report. The reporter going like, well, we're getting in line now. Let's clock the time. Okay, let's see how long. Oh, it's 20 minutes later. Let's see if we're going to get some gasoline. And then you wait, and then, we've been here for an hour and a half. I hope you can still get some gasoline. But they're not showing the National Guard with the M16s out there. They're not showing the looting that is going on. Real looting. There is looting all up and down the Jersey Shore. This is not being reported. Instead, we get these eye-reporter reports with the nice piano music. And I guess it's meant to, to make you feel patriotic and good or something about the resilience of... Of the American people, Jersey yeah. strong. Yeah, Jersey strong, man. In fact, uh, the president, on his uh, let me get it here for a second. Where is it? The president did his weekly uh, YouTube address, and uh, let me see. I thought I recorded that. Oh yeah, here he is. Uh, so he's uh, he's in his uh, in his. Uh, Flight jacket once again, because this, of course, is what we do as Americans. We dress our president up in some kind of militaristic garb to make him look like they're actually doing something. And um, and so it's kind of this, this interesting little tidbit that he throws out, and then he goes into his whole uh, uh, America hell yeah routine. If you've been directly impacted by this storm and need temporary assistance getting back on your feet, you can call 1-800-621-FEMA. 1-800-621-FEMA, or apply at disasterassistance.gov. If you know folks who are still without power, please spread the word and let them know. So this is what I don't get. Did he just say, if you know folks without power, he didn't say, go over there, help him out, give him a sandwich, get him some dry ice, uh, bring him into your house. No, he said, give him the phone number so they can get assistance. You can call that number all you want. It's not going to turn your lights back on. That you, you know what I mean, John? That made no sense to me. He's not a community guy. He's a community organizer. Yeah. He's not a real community guy. Well, here's he doesn't no, think in those terms. Well, here's his attempt at uh, at building community. And if you don't live in an affected area and want to help, supporting the Red Cross is the best and fastest way. Oh, just so you know, supporting the Red Cross is the best and fastest way. That's the best and fastest way. And can I ask you a question? Why do I see reports in San Francisco all morning about people giving blood to the Red Cross? I haven't heard that there was a, a need for blood. 
There is no need for blood. But this is what it is. The, the whole morning on ABC It's not like NBC, something blew up. No, they're saying... Oh, they're not people being hospitalized left and right needing blood. I think the Red Cross is is in the secondary blood market. They're selling it to Russia. I don't know what they're why. Why did they? Why are they asking for blood? Weird, huh? <laughs> well, that you mentioned, it. I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely correct. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I mean the, to go out. You know, I mean they they always use blood, but it's why more blood yeah. out of the blue? Well, here's the rest of uh, the 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 president's. Uh, moment this week we've been humbled by nature's destructive power no 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 it wasn't nature this was man-made global warming you should it was a missed opportunity mr president but we've been inspired as well for when the storm was darkest the heroism of our fellow citizens shone brightest here it comes the nurses and doctors at nyu medical center who evacuated fragile newborns carrying some down several flights of stairs the firefighters in Queens who battled an inferno from flooded streets and rescued people from an apartment building by boat. The Coast Guard crews from North Carolina who saved a sinking ship in stormy seas. And the rescue swimmer who, when he reached those in need, said, I'm Dan, and I hear you guys need a ride. <laughs> did you did you see this story? Because I want to see that package. Hey, I didn't see that package. No, neither did I. I'm like, I missed, obviously, I missed a really good produced package. Hey, I'm Dan. You need a ride? I mean, that is that not the movie ending to this? Is that not the way we want to believe reality is? That we've got Bruce Willis swimming out to some people drowning and says, Hey, I'm Dan. I hear your people need a ride. yippee Kaye. I mean, this is disgusting. <laughs> there are still people in Manhattan who have not eaten for days. They're like 80, years, 80 90 years old. They're on the 18th floor, and no one's come to look for them. No one. No, no Red Cross, no FEMA. That's who we are. We're Americans. And when times are tough, we're tougher. We put others first. We go that extra mile. We open our hearts and our homes to one another as one American family. We recover. We rebuild. We come back stronger. And together, we will do that once more. Yeah. Thanks. All right. God bless you, and God bless America. Hey, Jersey Strong. Jersey strong, Mr. President. Now, you know, I, I love, I do love Americans who, uh, who do jump in and help uh, each other, help the neighbors. That's the only thing that's keeping people alive. You know, yes, of course, eventually you'll get some kind of something from the federal government. But again, you know, people are being taught right here in this video. If you've got a problem, call 1-800-861-FEMA. If you know someone else who has a problem, don't go help them. Call 1-800-621-FEMA. That's not how you do it. Hi, I'm Dan. Here you need a ride. Anyway. Well, let's you thought my thing about Taylor Swift it was depressing. <laughs> well, it's just, it, it, you know, yeah, it By irritates way, me. If you play the clip rationing like 1970, I want to mention that everything you're going to hear in this clip is a fractal. Of, of exactly the same, about the same period in time, uh, forty years ago, which is the cycle that there, that exists, and this is the fractal. This we did, we had the same thing, only it was under different circumstances. As he turned like more than a hundred cars and trucks snaked along at a snail's pace. A little over three hours here, and hopefully, like another hour, we'll take to, to get some comfort. In this part of the state, only one in four stations had both the needed power and fuel supply to handle the demand. 
And as midday approached, a new complication, rationing. The governor of New Jersey has just announced that in less than three hours, motorists will only be able to get gas if the last number of their license tag is even numbered and it's an even numbered day of the month. Well, we have an even number, but this is an odd number day. And so we're in a race against time to get to the pump. We did make it before the deadline. Otherwise, it would be another day until our next chance to fill up. Yeah, I remember uh, the 70s. Uh, I was living and in... And do you remember the bat, your even number day, odd number day? No, I don't, because I was living yeah. in, in the Netherlands. You know what we had? Auto-free Sundays. Oh, that means you couldn't drive on Sunday? No, drive, no driving anywhere in the entire country. Auto-free Sunday. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Auto-free. So they, they just, a whole day, you were not allowed to drive. Well, they should throw that in the pot. <laughs> as a good as, idea. As a Red Book prediction? <laughs> By the way, if you have vanity plates in New Jersey, you are uh, seen as an odd man out, and you are only allowed to go on odd number days. So, yeah, no, there's it's, it's going to be until, I think uh, they're saying November 10th or 11th, until some people's uh, electricity is restored. And uh, the only report, and this was this was such a bogus report, that I saw on, um, this was NBC. Uh, it was great because we flew JetBlue. Oh, by the way, once again, JetBlue, coach class tickets, priority line. Hey, now, Miss Mickey. <laughs> so uh, JetBlue has um, live uh, television. And so I'm watching these NBC reports. I was able to get this one, which, I mean, if you look at the report, I think it was totally bogus and made up. But this was uh, supposed to show you the desperation in Manhattan. Desperate. It has gotten here in this neighborhood. We're here outside the Key Foods Avenue A and East 4th Street. And people are dumpster diving. And what they're going after here is the food that was inside these Key Foods. We presume it all spoiled and was dumped out here for garbage. But instead, those here, some that I've spoken with so hungry they literally pried open this dumpster you see that door open right now and they are literally picking through for whatever they can take home with themselves we have seen everybody here from the elderly to families with children literally up on top of this looking for whatever it is that they could take home with themselves now you, th you when you hear this report you're thinking there's people with a diving board going wee they're diving in the dumpster and they're they're just rummaging through it no there's seven people, and they're like, they have like sticks, and they're poking at this thing. Like, mm, I don't know, man. Is there anything? <laughs> they got like tongs, you know, like kitchen tongs. Eh, no, I don't think I'll take that. This was not an act of desperation. This was a lame attempt to try and give some balance to what is really going on. Your news is fooling you, people. And whether the memo the went out, worst. yeah, and whether the mem memo went out and said, you know, we can't have people actually knowing about the looting and about the starvation and the people dying up on the, you know, old people dying on high floor apartments. And let's let's just balance it out a little bit and give them a little bit of this fake dumpster diving. It really, it's disgusting me. It really made me angry. And of course, you know, all we do is we text ten dollars to the stupid Jersey Strong thing, the Red Cross has nice salaries they don't go to the right places they get all kinds of shills to come in and say yeah we're doing a great job you're not you're not get off your ass and go help people don't just text ten dollars this is the demise of this country Ugh. 
Well, I'm not going to argue the point. Yeah, change your Twitter I icon. This texting ten dollars just to, you know make you. Now nah, I feel good. I did my part. I'm done now. Where's my iPad I'm Mini? Done. Where's my iPad Mini? That's literally you know, what it Apple is. Apple going to bring lower the prices. That's what I'm <laughs> when's Apple going to lower the price of the iPad Mini? I'm sick and tired of that. <laughs> what am I hearing? Jeez, Louise is so noisy here in San Francisco. Um, what, you got sirens going by? Nah, someone's like, they're working on the road on a Sunday. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, the way they get paid overtime and get to gouge the public for even more money. Hey, so we were talking, um, you brought up on Thursday's show um, that Lucifer Clinton was in, uh, was it Croatia, Belgrade? Where was she again? Yeah, she's in Croatia. Uh-huh. And we got a good note from one of our producers. Exactly. Ivan. And you, you have it there, right? Why don't yeah. you read some of it? Yeah, I got the note, and then I also have a couple things uh, for us to uh, look at, uh, including a news article and a map. John, I've got a, a map for you. Uh, so, Ooh, uh, map. yeah, Ooh, Ivan. <laughs> Ivan, uh, producer Ivan says, well, Hillary visited Croatia on November 2nd in the November 3rd TV news. Yeah, Ivan says it was announced that Rush that the Russians are signing up with Hungary instead of Croatia for the South Stream project. Turns out that the that the cost is uh, greater with the Hungarians, but the Russians couldn't withstand Croatians stalling anymore. And indeed, I find the uh, news report Croatia regrets loss of South Stream pipeline route. Now, this is of course a natural gas pipeline. And John, right now, I'd like you to go to southstream.curry.com. And now we will meet. And I was right. Immediately, we understand why Hillary Clinton was there with uh, the the no the no chin monster uh, Baroness Van Ashton uh, from the uh, European Union. Southstream.curry.com. And you will see here a map of two pipeline routes. One is the South Stream, which is a Gazprom. Uh, or GSS, as they're now known, the Gazprom uh, South Stream Pipeline route, which comes from uh, Russia, piping gas into... Why is my... Uh, is it opening for you? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I was oh, probably... Oh, it's on Korea. It was probably loaded, overloaded the server. No, 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 no. It should... If you yeah, could, It's if, actually on some WordPress site. No, no. Uh, uh, no, I understand. But it's, uh, it's a forward. Southstream.curry.com. Yeah, well, you hit it again. It's fine. I okay, got it. I got it. So you see the blue line is from Russia and Kazakhstan, going through Bulgaria, through Sofia, going through Serbia, Belgrade, going through Hungary, 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 Slovenia, and then through Italy into Europe. And then we have the competing line, the Nabucco line, which is the competitor to the Russians, which of course is what Lucifer Clinton is shilling for, coming from Georgia, Azerbaijan, Iraq, right, going through Turkey... And then going through uh, Bulgaria, and then routing through Romania, Budapest, and into uh, uh, Austria, uh, into Europe. So this, as we, this, it was so obvious. This is all about the competing pipelines, and they just wanted to yeah, cock yeah, block the, the pro- Russians, yeah, right? But but the Hillary pipeline is not the. I mean, the, he wrote us a note because obviously the. The, the argument was if you were go if you look at Belgrade, it's the, that's the, where the pipeline should cut across Croatia from there yes. into Slovenia instead of going all the way around Hungary. Yes, so, but Croatia seems to be left out of all this. And exactly what 
does Hillary, she may mention, according to the note, that she wants, and according to her speech, that she wants Croatia to start thinking about LNG, liquid natural gas. Yes. Uh, pot, uh, uh, Terminals. Guess, terminals, terminals on the on the front on the ocean or there the, there's the Adriatic Sea. Mm-hmm. They have a, a whole huge coastline. The the, the Croats do, and uh, but I don't see where it has anything to do with these two things except for that one. No, no, she wants spot. The first thing is cock blocking the Russians, and then and then rerouting Nabucco any way that she that is the most efficient to get into Europe, which is why the no chin monster from Europe is there, and why they're dangling European membership over these countries. It's like just participate in our pipeline, no matter what it what did they want to do. It doesn't really matter as long as they get rid of the Gazprom line. Well, you can't, it's interesting that these two pipelines that. are competing with each other. <laughs> well, because they're from two different uh, organizations. Yeah, I mean, this is reminding me of the early days of the Telegraph. Oh, do you remember these days? <laughs> yes, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. In the 1860s, <laughs> just during the Civil War, there were uh, all these different... There were probably 20 or 30 major Telegraph companies. And over the long haul of, I don't know, a decade or so... I think the, the the telegraph wars maybe ended in the 1870s. Uh, all during that period, of all the telegraph companies, Western Union, which ended up being the one we still know, um, was notorious for sending out goons to cut down other people's competitors' telegraph poles. Yeah. So they'd find somebody lining a bunch of poles up, and they'd send their goons out, and they'd chop the poles down. Yeah. And and these other guys would try to chop down Western Union poles, and they get beat up. And it was just a, it was a joke. But this seems like the same kind of fractal. This is uh, exactly why we need more ham radio operators, because we are going to run into this with Internet and everything. And uh, please join my Echolink Reflector, 775753. <laughs> I gotta keep plugging that. Get that plug in there. I do. Uh, so anyway, uh, Gazprom, uh, another little, just a little bit of nice pipeline news there. They're launching two satellites at the end of this year. And I'm thinking, what does Gazprom have to do with satellites? Hmm. Is that to watch their pipelines? Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's Obvious, it. Or as you would say, duh. <laughs> well, that, that's the only thing I could come up with. I just want some confirmation. Uh, anyway, so I'm I'm sure Mr. Oil will be able to fill me in on uh, more of this Nabucco versus South Stream. Um, although I don't know, I don't know if he's if he's still in the in the business. He seems to be doing like a travel tra- I'd like travel to know, company. <laughs> there's still some missing information from why they took the route from Belgrade through Hungary as opposed to there must the Russians. Well, you know, part of it is that and that's the Russian pipeline. I have to say, I've been to Croatia a couple of times. Because I write for a magazine there and uh, hang out with the some elites of the area. Oh, nice editors, nice. And uh, I'll tell you, you, bring up the to to any Croatian, you bring up the Russians and especially Putin. Uh huh. And they go ballistic. They uh, think he's a criminal. They go yeah. on and on and on. And they just the, the the Croatians actually, I think, hate the Russians. Well, there's a lot of hate in the region for sure. And um, Madeleine Albright, because, of course, all of this goes back to the Clintons originally when they were bombing the crap out of everything there, which, of course, you know, I, I don't believe any of this. Oh, the Serbs hate these and the Croats and blah, blah. Well, actually, the Serbs and the Croats do hate each other. 
Right. But enough for us to go bombing one or the other? I don't know the backstory on that bombing thing either. It was very sketchy. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Albright was in her uh, birth town. She was in Prague. And she was there for a book signing. And she, apparently she's not well loved by the Serbs. <laughs> and I have a feeling this has to do with uh, her work the with, bombings. The, with the Clintons. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sure. So a whole bunch of Serbs come in. And they start kind of like yelling at her, like you're a war criminal. Now, Madeleine Albright is about three foot nine. And she's sitting behind the desk, you know, one of these typical book signings. And, but she is, she's, so I'm going to play the audio for you. It may not be uh, that uh, legible for you, John, through the mumble. Hopefully people who listen to the podcast will be able to hear it. So you'll hear her start yelling, you know, stop, stop, stop. And then at a certain point, she says, you disgusting Serbs. Literally. She does? Yeah. No, this was big news. Oh, I missed this. Yeah, listen, listen. So they're coming around. They're getting in her face. Get out! You hear her? Get out! She's yelling at these big dudes. Hey, I'm listening. Here it comes, stand by. Could you hear it? Oh yeah. You disgusting Serbs, get out! So uh no uh no agenda there, huh? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this is big- my friend. No. Clip of the day. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll. I mean, even even when I'm on the road, I apparently still I still have the juice. You still have what it takes. I do. <laughs> clip of the day. Disgusting, yeah, sir. You're gonna start singing clip of the day. I'm not gonna give it a word okay. anymore. All right, I won't. I won't do it. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Wow. Good one. Yeah. So meanwhile, since we're talking about this sort of thing, did you, did, 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 I think the most suppressed news story is about Putin. Uh, about his back. About his back, my ass. <laughs> he, he got, they think the smart money thinks that he, when he went out to that driving around with those cranes, that that, that little lighter than air bullshit aircraft crashed. <laughs> then he crashed the ultralight. And he's a ding. He's all dingy. Here, play Putin's story. Well, Russian President Vladimir Putin prides himself on his alpha male image, but recently he's almost disappeared from public view. Rory Challenge reports from Moscow, where Putin's health is the talk of the town. Donning his aviator goggles recently, Russia's presidents took to the sky. The September flight with the Siberian cranes of the Yamal Peninsula was a textbook Vladimir Putin publicity stunts. But is it possible he came down with a bit of a bump? A few days later at the Asia-Pacific conference in Vladivostok, some observers said he was moving with a limp. And gossip-hungry Russians have been noticing a few suspicious changes to their leader's behaviour. Normally, these roads would be closed down at least twice a day as Putin's motorcade brings him either to or from the Kremlin. But recently, 
has hardly been any sign of him. As his regular forays into Russia's wilderness prove, Vladimir Putin is a sporty man. His spokesman explained that anyone who is this athletic picks up the odd injury every now and again. He's had them before, the spokesman said, and he's just got a little back strain now. Nothing serious and nothing to do with flying with the cranes. Mm. I don't know if I buy this. I'm telling you, I, they showed some shots of him. He looks like a guy who just had a concussion. Mm. He's got a dingy look. He's just kind of like, he doesn't look like, the, the normally Putin's got this snide kind of, you know, knowledgeable quality about yeah. him. And he just didn't look right. But play the second half of this clip and there's another couple of observations. But since his trip to Vladivostok, a number of official trips have been postponed or cancelled. Russians are wondering whether there's something more seriously wrong with him. Putin indeed is secretive in that uh, his private life is fully closed from the people. Uh, we never see him with his wife, we never see him with his children, his family is totally out of it. Putin draws his inspiration from the time when he was beginning his career as a KGB officer in the, in the USSR. He may be a tough guy, but Vladimir Putin is 60, and his strength can't last forever. This alpha male persona is so important to his reputation, though, that information of any infirmity or weakness will be tightly managed. Rory Challens, Al Jazeera, Moscow. This, by the way, is also a fractal, John. I mean, we've seen this with R Russian presidents. And usually they're drunk. Right? Yeah. Um, now, the reason why you don't see him with his wife, I believe, I mean, the guy is clearly gay. I mean, so whatever's going on there in his palace, uh, he's he's bi-curious at the least, bisexual for sure, but probably just really gay. Um, and I think he's probably hooked on something. He's uh, he's he's whacked out. He's out of it. And uh, he can, you know, they, they're trying to get him uh, either they're trying to get him back or they're not. They're just trying to keep him drugged and subdued or MK Ultra or whatever. But this is not new for Russian presidents. No, it's true. Now, now the, the, I, I, I'm still of the opinion that there was a, something bad happened or he had fell, he hurt his head. Mm. But but let's uh, assume that that's not the case and something more along the lines of him being drugged or something like that is in play. Now, that uh, kind of confirms another curious thing I saw on all these clips. The close-up shots of him in that ultralight aircraft, he also has kind of a dingy... He does he did, not look... He, no, he did, looks distant. He looks distant. He, I agree. He looks as though he's not a happy camper, to yeah. say the least, in yeah. that stupid plane. So... Here's the thing that I have a problem with, um, and and or let me just say I think there is something wrong because his uh, PR efforts are so well orchestrated, and I have we have a lot of friends uh, of the show and supporters, uh, although I don't think we get a lot of actual donations from Russia. Um, you remember when he had he did that fishing expedition with Medvedev, and they're sitting on the pier there, and they're reeling them in one after another. The, uh, now the story I heard is it is so. Um, tightly controlled his these types of PR things that he does that he had divers so yeah. divers in wetsuits in that right, pond uh, putting fish putting on fish hook. on the hook and 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 the people figured out that this was happening because they put a fish on the hook that doesn't naturally swim in that water and that's how the dead fish <laughs> well they you know that little mechanical tail dead fish Putin you're <laughs> unbelievable you're so awesome but they're not even doing that. So maybe, maybe just maybe this guy has been under uh, someone's control for quite a while. 
and we and we're now just starting to notice it that uh, but but I I I don't think he's covering up I think you know there's there's something seriously wrong uh but more of the addictive kind or that someone's just placed him under a voodoo spell or something well they could be the russian mob having something to do with this I mean, for one thing, they, there's a lot of these, you know, ultra billionaires that came out of the uh, collapse of the Soviet Union that, you know, that all through all by corruption. And uh, they're a fairly powerful group as, as a whole. And they're worried about Putin, I think, threw a couple of their boys in, in the slammer for no real good reason without a trial, kind of. Oh, hold on a second, John. This just in, we have breaking news, breaking news. From our Russian friends, just in. Putin's back pain apparently is a cover-up. There was an assassination attempt on his way back from the summit. They destroyed an entire section of the road in the bomb blast, and that's how he hurt his back. This just in from our uh, trusted Russian sources. Well, that well, you know, that would make sense. Would wouldn't it? Because he's not yeah, coming out. Well, with I mean, something. he's going to be driving around in an armored car. Possibly, a, you know, the Italians are the ones. The mob. Italian mob is the ones who invented this idea of you take a part of the roadway because yep. you have a construction crew that's a that's right. mob owned yep. and you take a huge swath of the roadway and you plant high explosives throughout the thing for about I don't know uh, uh, probably a sixteenth of a mile and then when the guy when the car is going across or the whole motorcade is in the case was a judge that they had to kill in in Italy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was Sicily, but it was which is Italy. But it, I think it was the mainland. <laughs> maybe it was Italy. Anyway, or Italy. They, they blew up this thing and it made a huge, like a like a bomb hole, huge, and blew the car into the air into smithereens. Right, and it's possible that this sort of thing could have happened uh, to Putin. Well, that's the, that news literally just came in as we're doing the show live from one of our trusted Russian sources. Uh, that there were on his way back from the summit. I don't know which summit would that have been. Do you think which summit? Well, let me just uh, well, let me type see. in Putin's summit. Putin's summit. You know, I love the book of the Christ. last big one. He was it was the they did mention Vladivostok in the. It must be Vladivostok. Oh, here. Well, top top hit here. Kremlin denies injury reportedly from bird stunt has grounded Putin. Okay. Putin's okay, summit. That was my thesis. Yes, Obama. Well, your thesis is the same as ABC News. So uh, I, think, I think okay, we know that our guy's probably better. <laughs> I think I think we have better info than ABC News. <laughs> Let me see. Obama stays away from Putin's summit. What was Putin's summit? Um, was that the Asia? Oh, oh, was that the uh, the big Asia Pacific summit that, that Hillary? That was the attended? one in Vladivostok. I just you're said. right. You're right. That was the one. Okay. So on the way back, and Vladivostok, of course, you know it would make sense because he's probably. Uh, you know, it's a home not game. Not liked in Vladivostok. <laughs> not liked there at all. And uh, they tried to blow him up. No, I, that sounds like a, a reasonable... But he's got to do something. He So, Red Book prediction, he's going to come out and he's going to do... He's going like, to like do a parachute jump or... Um, what else could he do, John? Could he... Um, well, he I likes th- gallivanting around shirtless with his... Uh, it's got. It's got to be some. Well, no, it's got to be something you can do with the, with a, a back brace on. Um. So what could it be? I think it, it, it. He should do something that is not physical on the body, but maybe kill something big. Can he go shoot something? Oh, he could go hunting in Africa and, and drop an elephant. Yeah, something big. He's 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 got to do like a real manly man thing. 
No, we'll have to get. We'll just keep our eye on it. But well, you know what's coming. You Whatever know the case is, uh, there's something is up. This yeah. point. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're giving even the little bit of information we have is probably better than you're getting from ABC News. If they've discussed it at all, if they had any time in between, well, I didn't think it was being discussed at all by any of the mainstream guys when I first pulled this clip from Al Jazeera. Yeah. Well, it's not really because ABC has now. I, I saw this this morning. They have purchased. The package from CNN, the iReporter package with the piano music. Oh. Ugh, it's so disgusting. It, it makes me want to throw up. Well, I have a dinner. That story isn't uh, uh, obscure enough. <laughs> uh, I have one other one that I think is not being covered at all. And when I heard it, because, you know, we talk about wine and food again, mm-hmm. I said, well, that's interesting. That's against the way. I, I didn't know any of this. Play the saffron scam. The saffron is a key part of uh, Afghanistan's local economy, but recently prices have been falling. Bernard Smith reports from Pashtun Zargun in Herat province, where farmers are struggling. It is the most expensive spice in the world. Saffron has been used for thousands of years in cooking and traditional medicine. But the saffron farmers of Pashtun Zargun have seen the price of their valuable crop collapse. Farmers are being crippled by the fall in saffron prices. We used to sell a kilo for $5,000, but now we only get 1000 Many farmers say they'll go back to growing poppy. Much like the opium-producing poppy, the saffron-producing crocus thrives in this arid land. It's 20 years since the crocus was introduced here, allowing farmers to turn away from the drugs trade. Most of the saffron goes to Iran and is repackaged as an Iranian product. Afghan farmers say a glut of the spice in Iran has hit prices. They also blame the Afghan government for not providing any marketing support to promote their high-quality saffron. Hmm. These Iranians have been selling us a bill of goods about the saffron being their product. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> they've I've, stolen I've, it. <laughs> I've a whole. I've held. I went to the gourmet food shows and I. Oh, yes, well, the, you know, Iran has got all the saffron. We're the real producers of the best saffron of stuff from Spain and Italy. Bull crap. And they're just getting it from the Afghanistanis who are growing it by the bushel load, by the kilo load. Good price, by the way, 5000 a kilo. But if you can get it for 1000 which is one fifty old price, I guarantee if I go to the Iranian store that's down the street here, uh, they will not have any cheaper prices they're just there's a gouge going on there's a gouge and uh, do you use this uh, spice yourself john all the time what because i've never used this and i'm thinking maybe i should it seems to be a very powerful uh thing to use in your uh, cooking well it's using a couple basic dishes that you might want to play with one is any sort of fish stew would uh, benefit from saffron to an extreme but generally speaking what is used for by the iranians uh, the way, and I cook uh, rice in that style. Uh, it's used in in, in uh, rice and rice cooking. You uh, color the rice with it and, and flavor the rice with it, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's one of the most tastiest things you'll ever eat. Hmm. Saffron rice. Saffron it is. You know, speaking of uh, of kind of spices from foreign lands, um, we were picked up at the airport by our friend uh, Tony the terrorist, who uh, who used to drive me whenever I'd come in from Los Angeles. When I frequented the Bay Area more often, uh, Tony, right. of course, is from uh, Lebanon, but he uh, 
he's uh, he's in one of these families that has you know they're they're rich in London and all over the place and he's kind of well not kind of he is uh, the outcast black sheep he's driving a um, you know a two thousand two. Uh, town car <laughs> around San Francisco doing some translation work on the side. And uh, and he probably is a real terrorist. Uh, he has uh, links to Al-Qaeda. And um, so I'm like, you know, Tony, what is going on with Yemen? You got to explain why. Because, you know, we talk about everything. Oh, by the way, he totally confirmed the hostage situation in Syria. Completely confirmed it. He said his brother uh, overheard a conversation in Tunisia where they were uh, yelling at, at at some guy on the phone because uh, not only had uh, the uh, ambassador suffocated in the fire, which wasn't supposed to happen, but there was one of the three other guys was a high level or higher level official who was not supposed to be killed, uh, and the whole thing was ordered from the United States. So that's confirmed, uh, and I believe Tony the terrorist. Uh, second, Yemen. I like the idea that it's good, that you accept that as confirmation. From this guy, uh, yeah, I totally. But, yeah. but I, I, I don't accept it as confirmation. But I do uh, accept the thesis. I mean, that we we developed the thesis right away. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I mean, it, but he was even like, who? Everyone knows this is what he was saying. <laughs> oh well, that I can see. Everybody in the Middle knows. East, people don't realize. In, like we talk uh, in the United States, you go people, especially the just a classic. Yeah, like we talk about to hun- talk about Britney Spears or, or Honey Swift. Boo Boo or Honey Boo Boo. Uh, honey Boo Boo. In <laughs> in you're the one that mentioned Honey Boo Boo, by the way. Uh, in the Middle East, they all they talk about is politics, and they are all watchdogs of the political system. We don't even care in this country at all, except for our show. Yeah, and they and they all know about what's going on, and they know all the players, and it's tribes, and a lot of it's word of mouth, and uh, but you know, I think that you know, I'm just believing this, so I'm 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 down with this as confirmation. It's good if it's good enough for Tony the terrorist, it's good enough for me. So then I move on. Remember, I only have a short trip from uh, uh, SFO to uh, to downtown San Francisco. It's only about you know twenty five thirty minutes. So I got to grill the guy, and Mickey's just laughing. She's just laughing because she loves it, and. Um, I'm like, okay, what about Yemen? He says, Adam, I tell you, uh, people in South Yemen, he says they're great people. He says the people in North Yemen, he says they are the worst people in the world. He says if he had a nuclear bomb, he would go and blow them all up. <laughs> this is Tony the terrorist. I'm like, well, wh- 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 I don't understand. You know, and so, you know, so he's going to these tribes and how the, you know, they're just the most, you know, they, they're backstabbers, they're liars, you can't trust them. I said, well, what do they do up there? Why are we droning them? And then he said, oh, it's because of the scat trade. You know, the, that's, that stuff that, uh, that people chew? Cat. Uh, cat, I'm sorry, scat. <laughs> scat is shit. Scat is shit. <laughs> the cat trade. I'm thinking, what trade? What kind of sick <laughs> I'm sorry. trade is this? I, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm ill. The scat cat trade. trade. <laughs> <laughs> that was, hold on a second. <laughs> Where am I? Uh, here we go. There you go. So it's the it's the cat trade. He says they export so much of that stuff to the United States that people. He says particularly in San Francisco. He says that our people are high on it day and night. And and what's happening? This is just another poppy trade. That's why we're droning these 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 creeps. We're taking over their drug business. This is a drug business no one ever talks about. I well, I guess talked about occasionally by one of the usually by one of the news weeklies. 
it comes up in the conversation and uh you can grow cat in this country too. It's very hard to get the seeds or the plants. Well, or whatever yeah, you can you grow need. poppies here too if you want. I mean, come yeah, on. Well, you'd have to grow a huge field to make it worth your while. But uh, I didn't know that anybody in this who's using the cat here in the U.S. of A. Uh, how about all the brown people? Really? Mm-hmm. This I'm going to have to look into. According, I to find t- it hard to believe that cats being used at all. Yeah, all it is is a, it's a mild, for people out there, you can look it up on the Wikipedia. It's a mild stimulant that apparently workers in the Middle East, as the low end, the, the poor of the poorest of the poor, because stuff is cheap, this cat, can work a lot harder for their, you know, dollar an hour or whatever they get paid or less uh, if they're stoned on cat because it gives you a lot of energy. It's kind of like... Uh, Cocaine, the cheapest, like poor man's cocaine. In Hello, I mean, ever hear of crack? Ever hear of weed? I mean, these are all drugs. I mean, if, if there's a if there's a market for it, you can bet the United States of America, including our politicians, are in on the game. It's what we do. Well, that and bombs. <laughs> well, yeah, but we use the bombs to control our business. What are you doing? I'm, I'm just thinking about this. What was that? It was a pan I had. I'm, I'm going like this with a pan against my chair handle like this because I have a, this kind of a nervous tick when I'm trying to think about something. Okay. And so I'm making this noise. Hear it? In the United States, cat is a Schedule 1 drug. Schedule 1? Is that what is really? that? Really? Yeah. I, don't, I think that's the, the worst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, of course. Or the best. I don't know. It's the best. Let's look it up. <laughs> What's Haldol, then? If ha- uh, cat is a stimulant. It's a uh, categorized by the U.S. Yeah. Well, I don't know what uh, category one is. Uh, what is a schedule one drug? What is I'm looking that up. Yeah. U.S. List the schedule. Ske- List why do the they call schedule it schedule? Drugs. Schedule. Who knows? Schedule. Schedule substance schedule. Schedule one. Uh, the drug or other substance has a high potential for abuse. The drug or other substance has no currently accepted medicinal use in treatment in the United States. There's a lack of accepted safety for use of the drug or other substances okay, under I medical got it, I supervision. Got it. Texas okay. Board of Pharmacy. Schedule 1. Drugs with a high abuse risk. Period. These drugs have no safe accepted medical use in the United States, including marijuana, which is bogus. Heroin. Heroin, which is also bogus. MDMA. LSD, which is all, they're all bogus. Yeah. PCP and crack cocaine. Well, crack cocaine you can do without. DMT, drugs which with is a, very schedule good. Schedule 2 is drugs with a high abuse rate, but safe accepted medical things is like Percodan. Yeah. Regular <laughs> cocaine, morphine. However, Ritalin. Haldol, Ritalin, Adderall, all easily obtainable through prescription. Yay! <laughs> and then Schedule 3, 4, and 5 are drugs with an abuse risk less than 2. These drugs have a safe and accepted medical use. Yeah, including hydrocodone, which I believe is, uh, uh, what's the, OxyContin. Right. So OxyContin is a Schedule 3, 4, yeah, 5? because because that's the legal that is, heroin. This is that's classic. The, it's the legal heroin. I love it how people say I have no authority to talk about drugs on the show because I've never done coke. Did somebody say that in the chat room? Yeah. Ban yeah. them. Yeah, ban them. Kick that guy We're off. We're reading right. From, I'm reading right from the state board of pharmacy. What authority do I need and to by, read? And by the from way, a website. I am the authority when it comes to dope, to pot, to 
to ma- to marijuana, the Mary Jane, no, the I, reefer, the up. herb. Let me, get re- re- let me reiterate what I just said. Yeah. I am reading directly from the State Board of Pharmacy. I can't read no, no. because of some Hello. douchebag Hello. in the chat room. <laughs> they were complaining about me. Not you, of course. I don't course. care who they're complaining about. I'm telling you what I think. <laughs> you always are the genius. No one ever complains about you. You have all the credibility in the world. It's that curry. He Guys, doesn't know shit. It's a personal offense. He's I can't a, read. He's a disc jockey. He doesn't. He's never done coke. He doesn't know anything. Anyway, the point is, is that this schedule thing is crap. So, cat would be schedule one, which makes it a highly desirable commodity to be selling. I've never even known this was available to anybody. See, this is why you've got to talk. You got to get out of the house. You got to talk to terrorists. Hang out with more terrorists, swarthy Middle Easterners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man, Tony the terrorist is a treasure trove of information. I think it's spelled K H A T. Yeah, some, but also Q U A T. I think is another way to spell it. Q A T G A T M I R A A. I don't know how you pronounce that cat, but okay. All right, it's a flowering plant native to the Horn of Africa and the Arabian Peninsula. Let me see if we've ever had a cat bust here. Cat, cat bust, <laughs> cat, <laughs> bust. <laughs> cat bust by <laughs> disgraced <laughs> Toronto police drug squad. Yeah, hey man, this is like. Stuff that it's here. a little herb that grows on the it's Casa edulis. It's three, very easy to three grow facing. Plant. Yeah, it's easy to grow weed too, dude. But we still import that from Mexico, dude, dude, dude. dude. Here, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Three men are facing criminal charges hey, of possession. Hey, they don't want this to get out. Let me read you this from the Wikipedia before you go on with that. I, I have to. I have to read this. Cat contains a monoamine alkaloid called cathione, which is said to cause, this is it, this is it, right? Excitement, okay. Loss of appetite and euphoria. This is a this is a diet drug. It's in the waitings. It's in the wings. <laughs> yeah. We need more diet drugs. You don't this see is... a fat Ethiopian. No, no. <laughs> and I'm sure it's not because of famine. <laughs> it's, they're chewing too much cat. Uh, yes, people huh. in the chat room. I've never done blow. I've never done coke. I've done Adderall. Hey, we don't want to just stop talking to the chat room. That they're eighty six for the rest of the show. All right, Ixnay on the at room Che. Um, listen to this. So you know, what? I think you're right. I think that no one wants anyone to know about this. This is, I bet you, this is huge. I have a feeling the cat trade is so much bigger. You know, this is a possibility. This is this is a great uh, discovery. But why else? Because I said to Tony, I said. Why are they droning these people up there in Yemen? He says, first of all, they deserve to die. That was, <laughs> that's his Middle well, Eastern that's thing. Him. That's him. I said, but yeah, what, no but what for? amongst the Middle Easterners. But I even pushed him. I said, is it because of the pipelines? He says, no, man, it's because of their cat trade. Because you can't trust them. So I think these guys, they're bogarting. You know, they're like screwing us on some deals. And then to show them who's boss, we fly a couple of drones and shoot a hellfire or two. And like, oh, okay. So we must be organizing some complete drug route with all this cat. Look, we got a lot of people who know what this stuff is, and I'm sure they're digging it. And according to Tony, this container full showing up here in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. I can believe it. In 1854, Malay writer Abdullah bin Abdul Qadir noticed that in the that the custom of chewing cat was prevalent in 1854. In El Hudaya in Yemen. Uh-huh. So this is all, this is interesting. This is a total twist that no one has ever 
even thought of bringing up on a on a mainstream media news show. No, well, of course not, because they don't I have think the balls. Something. Yeah, bundles they don't of cat seized by the DEA in July two thousand six. Bundles of cat, bundles. I tell uh, you, I got to try some of this. It's an interesting looking product. You chew it. Yeah, it's chewed much like the coca leaf might be chewed in I have, the mountains wait a of Peru. Do they have this? This is. I think this is what I had in uh, Thailand, up by the Burmese border. Uh, the women there, they chew the betel root, but I think they wrap no, it. Nut. That's betel nut. That's different. But wait, I think they wrap it in a leaf. Isn't that the uh, the cat leaf? I think that's the betel nut, the betel oh. juice thing. Okay. Where, and you spit out that red right. goo. Yeah, I, I've done yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. different. That's their stimulant. They use right. that extensively in, in Taiwan, too. Yeah. The fresh leaves and tops are chewed or less frequently dried and consumed as tea. In order to achieve a state of euphoria and st- stimulation, also has an anorectic side effect. I means you <laughs> lose. The leaves or the soft part of the stem can be chewed with either chewing gum or fried peanuts to make it easier to chew. I smell another No Agenda product coming on. <laughs> hey, I got to try that, ladies and gentlemen. If you know where I can get me some cat in Austin, no, now you're just soliciting illegal activity. Oh, I guess yes. you've been doing that for a while. Yes, I'm going to try this. Of course. Are you kidding me? You're not going to find it. This is a different milieu. We've, we are nowhere near this milieu. We've got middle. Yeah, but we've got Middle Easterners in. Uh, we've got Africans in in Austin. We got a lot of people from uh, West Africa. They got. I'm sure there's a hookup. You know the funny thing about this. I'm just making a wild guess. But I'll bet if you go floating around some of the Middle Eastern stores you probably that are pick in San Francisco in and elsewhere, yeah. it's right there. Yeah, it's probably right there under under the counter. You can just go grab no, it. No, I bet you it's right there amongst the vegetables where you go, what the hell do you use this for? And <laughs> you ask the old lady. I, by the way, I do this when I shop in Chinese areas. I'll look at some crazy plant, which could be a bundle of cat, mm-hmm. and I say, and I look to the old, old Chinese woman who's there buying stuff, and I say, what do you use this for? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> but, but why is it in your store, lady? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. All right. So th- this is a new avenue we must pursue. This is a, a, a never before discussed. As far as I know, I've never seen anyone talk about cat on uh, on any mainstream news channel. And uh, and this and and now, now we know the trade comes directly from Yemen, and this may be the re- you know no one ever asks you know they always talk yeah okay yeah we're droning people in Yemen because they're Al Qaeda Al Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula preparing to attack us okay so yeah I'm buying that <laughs> I'm really buying that and how, how many does anyone do we- buy that well there's no reason to question anymore. Maybe we're, are we pronouncing it right? <coughs> what cat? Yeah, is it cot? I think no, I mean, no, it's cat. You sure it's uh, you sure it's not scat? Because I think that's better. I think I think cat. And by the way, it's legal scat. in most of the world. Ethiopia, it's legal. Somalia, it's it's a good wiki page on this. Yeah, K H A T. Look it up. Schedule one drug in America equal to heroin. It's consumed by o- o- older Mizrahi Israelis. Raw plant is edible for sale in several open markets. In Israel, it's legal. It's le- obviously legal in Yemen. Awesome. It's an illegal drug in Finland. It's prohibited in France. Uh, it's a non-trafficable substance in Germany. So you know that this is where the trade is going on. 
If it's, if it's illegal, that's where your government is trading in it. Love it. It's a hard drug in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Its use is mostly limited in in, in Holland to the Somali community. Oh, if it's in Holland, uh, I'll have Mickey bring some back from her trip. <laughs> well, she'll never get it. <laughs> yes, she will. We know Somalis. In Norway, cat is classified as a narcotic drug, illegal to sell or use or possess. Most users are Somali immigrants. This is where you would go to a Somali-owned store in the Bay Area, and I bet you they got it. You were just like you said behind the counter. All right, let's uh, let's move off this and table that to uh, to be investigated. We'll follow up on this. Yes. This is a good one. Yeah. You you stumbled onto something by accident. No, no, no. I this was... is what happens when you get out of the house. You Hello. learn things. Hello, this is not by accident. I was an investigator. Yeah? I went to my source and asked a direct question and got an answer. This is not by accident. No. This is actual work we do, John. Well, the funny thing is, it's true. And it seems to me that the mainstream media should have picked up on this cat connection, like, what, five years ago? Yeah. And you just ask a limo driver, and they're ah, here's the story. <laughs> yeah, this I is mean, how, really? This is how it works. That's the state of the, of the art for journalism today? Well, let us remind each other, we are... The best podcast in the universe. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, oh, No Agenda. We know about cats. In the morning. All right, we do have a few people. To, we have a few people to thank. Uh, a a very few, few, a few. In fact, I'll tell you, we have eleven people to thank. Nah. So the segment is not going to be very long. No. And I want to remind. I'm after I'm done. I want to remind people of the reasons they should be helping us instead of just sitting around. But let's <laughs> thank the people that were smart enough to stop uh, sitting around. <laughs> bitching in the chat Carlos room. Quimbe in Cicero, Illinois, ninety nine, ninety nine. Triple three three three. I liked your analysis on Hurricane Sandy. Yet surprised you didn't blame it on Adam's twelve inches rain stick. By the way, it could have been brought up in the conversation. Yeah. And going back to Benghazi, I was also surprised you guys didn't connect it to the movie Argo. Now, hold on a second. Was... We have connected it to the movie Argo many times. Yes, I agree. We have. We we I were talking one... about Argo before it even happened. We were talking about the movie Argo. Yes. Right. Apparently, we have to repeat ourselves a lot yeah. on the show. Yeah, maybe this guy is behind. I, for one, believe that was to promote another given fact. It was released just a few weeks after the Libya event. Fact. <laughs> Anyways, can I get a MILF pour la moana karma? Uh, uh, what? Uh, probably, uh, probably talking about that one. Oh, that one. Okay. MILF for Ada Jimenez and Gitmo Nation cocaine so she can get a job and... Screw HPV karma for my cousin Marina, who was told she might have the virus. And oh. I hit her in the mouth so she can be aware they're just selling her Gardasil, which is another good tale of woe that we should discuss, I guess, maybe in well, another well, month. Well, yeah. One last question for Lord Jean. What? Well, I was just going to say, you know, maybe we'll one just, last- it's very simple to repeat the scam. Well, I can do that after we give out the karma. Yeah, we'd do it. We, we got nothing else to do. There's very few donors. One last question for Jean-Claude. What's a good weapon to take out the peppers and therefore become a meta... Oh, to take out the preppers and therefore become a meta prepper? I don't I don't recommend weaponry. You have to do your own research. Um, I, I can tell you... I can, uh, anyway. Hello, 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 hello. 
I can tell you what. Well, for some reason you're on a delay or something, so I'm talking and then you're not you're not stopping, or you're just ignoring me. No, I'm stopping, but it's t- apparently the delay is just getting worse. You want to reconnect one more time? Yeah, let's reconnect one more time. It's a good idea. Okay, I don't know why it gets this bad. Uh, well, I'm in San Francisco. You know, things change. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a road show. Yeah, disconnected from server. Okay, I get you. It's a road show. I mean, thing and things happen. You know, it's complaining. You know, it's like in uh, in in nineteen. You know, in the in the '90s, it was back. Yeah, in the '90s, it wasn't like we were like doing sh- radio shows from hotel rooms easily. It would take a whole truck with yeah, dudes well, and technicians. Yeah, it's going to go back to that. By the way, before we're all done, give yeah, he, he needs his uh, whatever yeah. milf, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what to do here. Hold on a second, uh, milf. That's one mother I'd like to. You've got. Karma. All right, let me just answer the question first. The weapon you need to, as a meta prepper to take out the other preppers is an electric vehicle, so they don't hear you coming. <laughs> now, and, and guess I who has one scared, of those? I almost scared a guy to death. And guess who has one of those? Lot. Yes. And uh, the Gardasil thing, uh, just briefly, uh, uh, your wife, girlfriend, sister, daughter, whatever, will go in for a regular pap smear. Uh, they will say, ooh, it looks like you're precancerous. By the way, every human being on Earth, every person is by definition precancerous. I'm also pre-death. You know, I'm not dead yet, so I'm pre-death. They'll say, oh, your test didn't look right. And you'd have to come in for a biopsy. Then you go in for a biopsy, which is not dangerous or without risk or without uh, discomfort. And then that'll come back. Oh, no, everything's okay. You don't have it. But maybe just to make sure, you need to have the HPV shot. And by the way, you got a teenage boy? Better give it to him, too, so he doesn't get throat cancer. And it's a scam. All right, let's move on. Well, you also have to mention the fact that the machines they're using are defective. Well, they're in bed with the uh, with the company. So Merck is in bed with the company that makes the new fast processing scanning uh, scans for uh, HPV. And by definition, by admission, they produce a high level of false positives, mainly as an insur- insurance scam, but also against um, uh, lawsuits uh, should they miss something. So it's a high level right, of false positives, case. but it's a scam. Onward. Oh, oh, jeez. See, this is what happens when we... <laughs> well, hold on a second. I wasn't... You know, I, you know, uh, here we go. 69, dude! I wasn't ready for it! You never are for some unknown reason. Because it, it keeps showing up earlier and earlier. Yeah, well, pretty soon it's not going to show up at all. Daniel Sands in Spring, Texas... 6969, Dear John and Adam, from your cellist friend in Spring Nuts, Texas. (laughs) No. Spring Nuts, Texas. (laughs) After listening to you make fun of better produced podcasts on the November 1st show, I had to donate. Thanks for being cyber bullies (laughs) that I can look up to. (laughs) He wants a science karma. That's us, baby. Cyber bullies you can look up to. Science! Science! (laughs) You've got... Karma. <laughs> Cyber bullies you can look up to. Gregory Davies in, in uh, Davies in Lawton, Oklahoma, sixty nine, sixty nine. My PayPal just crapped out while donating, so this may come through twice. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. It's Greg, the crazy Australian, lost in Oklahoma here again. I want to say thank you for all the work you guys do. I just read from the White House Insider on the Ulsterman Report that he's predicting a Romney victory this week. Would be interested in hearing Adam's ideas and analysis. What about me? 
this already stolen election is driving me batshit crazy at this point. I have to laugh when illegal immigration came up in the laughable excuse for debates. Nobody addresses what it costs, that it costs in excess of $800 for immigrants to apply for citizenship. Think I should waste my money so I can also waste my vote in a stolen election? Screw those douchebags. Also, I am really impressed with the knighthood accounting feature over at noagendanation.com. Very clever idea. I have no idea how far towards a knighthood till I saw that. Kudos to whoever did that was Eric the Shill. He would like some Hayes Shittison karma. Yes, uh, we can absolutely provide that. Where's my uh, Shittison? Here we go. You've got... Karma. Yeah, just just briefly on that uh, White House Insider thing, which I was not going to bring up. The thing that was interesting about the White House Insider is they talk about how the elections are stolen, and here's how it works. Here's the scam, and apparently this happens every single election. You get people to get the absentee ballots, and then they fill out the absentee ballots, but they also go to the polling station, so they basically vote twice. And apparently, yes, about... Uh, 80% of these uh, double votes will get flagged, but 10 to 20%, according to the White House insider, get through. And that is the, the number one way um, uh, that elections are stolen. And, and and I'm not saying anything other than, you know, this uh, vote early has been pretty big this and year. Vote often. And vote, <laughs> vote early. There you go. Vote early and vote often. Twice if you can. Um, and and uh, and apparently uh, the White House insider, who of course is a, a former Democratic uh, par- Democratic Party insider, he says that uh, they did this in 2008, and that uh, I mean I don't think it would have made a difference, but apparently uh, they did this to ensure Obama's win, and it looks like both sides are doing it again this uh, election season, and I that sounds very plausible to me. Yeah, and if both sides do it, it kind of neutrals it, it exactly. itself out. Now, the other thing is, I doubt if they catch 80% of that scam. Well, that's what he said. It just seems like a high number. I think they're, you know, these guys are so lazy, they probably don't catch anybody, but that's okay. All right, back to the donation, 6969 version. Swazelnuff, uh, I've been contributing, this is who is an anonymous guy from Parts Unknown, since March 2009 via PayPal, but after reviewing my donation history, I realize I've only contributed $177 in all that time. Uh-oh. Since I won a night ring, I have to step up my game. So to get a $1,000 to $1,000, I'll donate $69.69 for the next 12 shows. Well, there goes the, 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 the I guess 69 is going to be with us forever. It will not stop. That will keep the string going with the time giving me, a, at the same time giving me a steady supply of getting laid karma for the smoking hot babe I'm flirting with at work. <laughs> I request that once I make it up to knighthood, I will be called Sir Swazel Nuth. Okay. Well, let's give him some uh, getting laid karma then. It sounds like he needs that. You've got karma. Future Ooh, Sir yeah. Swazel Nuth. Nice, nice. Sir Jason Stevens in Lost Wages, Nevada, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> Greetings from Lost Wages, Nevada nuts. I just wanted some gratuitous getting laid karma before I have to travel out. Can I get a MILF ITM? Also, Tuesday will be my 37th. Can I get a birthday li- on the birthday list uh, for my last trip around the sun? Thanks again for the best podcast in the universe. He, he, okay, so he needs... That's you know. one mother I'd like to... F- in the morning... You've got karma uh, Matthew Stevens in Richland North Richland Hills as opposed to South Richland Hills in Texas 69 I don't is there a South Richland I don't know I have no idea please send a shout out in karma 
or phone boy for propagating the formula. He also gave me a dedouching and some karma. You guys should consider using Amazon as they don't charge any fees. Amazon what? I don't know. Amazon would... Oh, is that uh, is that what um, what um, uh, Kickstarter uses? Amazon money thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Somebody's going to have to brief me on this. That may not be a bad idea, and should I tell you why? Uh, why? Because uh, a lot of people already have an Amazon uh, account because they order, you know, underwear or batteries or whatever, sex toys from Amazon, books. If you have a Kindle, you have an Amazon account. Um, and so they wouldn't have to sign up for anything additional. We should look into it. May not be. I mean, I, I know you're cautious when it comes to that, but it may be something we can add as an addition. If I mean, look at the money it could save us. It could be fifty bucks a week in fees. Well, what does Amazon make on the deal? Why would they be doing this for nothing? I don't know. Maybe just to you know. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Tim hold Dietrich in Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Free Kindle books. Hold on, I got oh, to yeah, give him his. You've been deduced. They do have. You've got karma. They do have free Kindle books, and it doesn't seem to bother them. No, it doesn't bother them. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother them. No. My son's almost done with his second uh, detective story. Really? He's just pooping them out. I mean, he's, well, he's he's going to he's have him in parallel. He's going to have a thirteen series set by the time uh, you come out with uh, <laughs> your first so he's book. Exactly, go with the vinegar book. Let alone the econ- economics book. Okay, vinegar book. I didn't know about it. Wait, we have the egg book, the vinegar book, the, the salt egg book, book is Mimi's project, the cycle book. Yeah, that's the scholastic the project. Yeah, well, you know, it's a tough life. So, but anyway, John S. Dvorak, if you want to look him up, it's uh. You can buy a copy. It's it's only three bucks on Kindle. Tim Dietrich, Cambridge, Ontario, sixty nine sixty nine. Looking for karma and hope it's activated when I send my cash. Currently in Long Dong Lake, Northern Ontario, getting taken out of a First Nation community via helicopter because the float plane operator left me yesterday, and now the lake is frozen. What? Talk about needing travel karma. Anyway, he needs yeah. some, and he hopes to be getting here at home sometime during the Sunday show. And how about a douchebag for the float pilot? Douchebag. Hell yeah. Here's some travel karma for you, chopper boy. You've got karma. That's crazy. And, and we complain when we miss the subway. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Darn. Uh, and that closes our 6969 segment out for today's show. 458. Another anonymous donor from Parts Unknown, 5550. Uh, monthly donor for having a 111 megabyte file for the episode of 11.1 <laughs> and for the nice laugh for experimenting with stereo channels. Uh, yeah, that was uh, on the last show. I had to donate 111 megabytes sl- that is divided by two channels for 5550. Can you please play the anthem for people who only listen to the podcast and properly where all of the slaves stand up mid-show? Yeah. Well, I think we should. We can do that at least once every anniversary. Yeah, we yes. should do that now because we have a, a short donation segment anyway, and I forgot to do it two episodes ago. So let's just oh, do yeah, it for it's, one of it's our thirty-five seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your Gitmo Nation national anthem, and you're welcome to sing along. In the morning, Gitmo Nation, we are all charged up to be. Human resources and service in all lands and 
All right. Clint Strack near in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Really nice area of the country. Uh, double nickels on the dime. Been a while since I donated, so I decided to send some support your way. He needs a karma shot. Absolutely. You've got karma. You'll notice, by the way, that we do not have a single 55-55, which is exactly my plan. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Colin <laughs> Peterson in Jerome, Idaho, 54-55. A week late and a dollar short. Hey, yo. Yeah. Here's another five year hitting them in the mouth. Can I get some karma for my new project at work? And will you please follow it up with Parliament overlaid with the little girl saying yay? That's oh, a, that is a good combo. Hold on a second. I got to make that like a standard uh, combo. Yeah, you should just, yeah, right, produce it. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me just get that. And he wants that as a karma shot? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's not like this is easy to do, you know? You've got karma. <laughs> People like the parliament. Yay. I don't know. What is up with that? It's just a bunch of grumbling. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> Smith Michael in Fredericksburg, Virginia, $50, saving money from Sir Mr. Smith and Dame Baroness Maggie Vincent. Oh. We're now a- house poor, but karma rich in their new life in Chowderville, also known as Boston. Uh, JCD being a meta prepper by having a list of all the preppers so he could go and steal their stuff is hands down the absolutely funniest thing I've ever heard him say in his entire career. Yes. And, and, thank you very much. And add to that that, by the way, thank you, uh, Mr. Smith and, uh, and Baroness Maggie Vincent. Uh, add to that that, uh, John, as the meta prepper, has the electric vehicle so he can sneak up on him stealthy like. They'll never hear him coming. And finally, Sir Andrew Halverson in Gravenhurst, Ontario, $50. And that will be it for today's uh, wow. uh, list of uh, contributors. But let me let me mention a few things here, because if you're not going to contribute so you can get your words in, I'm going to put my words in. This is a low number for us. Uh, in fact, uh, for November, it's extremely low. And I want to mention to people that, or remind people that if they go to the theater, they're paying more than they're helping us out with. They're doing five hours a week, books on tape, it's rarely 20 hours a month, and we do 20 hours a month, and multiply that by a whole year and you see what you get. Parking in San Francisco is 25 cents for five minutes, and if you just go for, for five hours, it's like $60 a month just for parking. If you go 52 weeks of parking, it can be up to $780 at $3 an hour. You, you, in other words, you're not giving us what you pay for parking. Anyway, uh and by the way, we don't appreciate people saying, well, you know, if I give you you guys, I'm giving you guys $50, so my wife's going to get mad. I mean, if you can't convince your wife that this is the way this is done, because you're buying more than $50 worth of products when you're listening to these commercial shows, it's just it's really not a good excuse, and it's not, well, you know, my wife might get mad, here's $50 in cash. I mean, this is not the way you're supposed to be living your life. I should get a divorce. I just do not think that anyone really looks carefully at what it 
you know, what is needed to get this show on the air and why we're doing it this way, because it's the only way we can discuss stuff like the cat story, for example, or pipelines or anything else that we look into to an extreme. And our time is worth something. And heaven forbid that if we get another series of donations like the last two, you know, we will stop doing the show and find something else to do when it becomes available. Yeah, I I, I can't argue and I'm, al- I'm already looking. But the, your point is well made. And here's what you need to remember. Dvorak.org slash N-A Oops, wrong one. I, I'm, I'm shaken by what you just said. I'm sorry. I'm nah. just, yeah, I am. But, you know, you rarely go off like that. Well, I rarely see two shows in a row where the, where the response to the shows, when we have good material, has been so mediocre. We had 11 people. And by the way, under the $50 donations, there's not a lot of 49 or anonymous people either. It drops off immediately to some 3333 subscriptions, one, two, three, four, five of them. And then it just falls down into the, you know, the low end subscribers. And there's, and to be honest about it, the number of people who've either subscribed or they failed to maintain their subscription because they get pulled by, we had another one this week. I got a note from a guy. Hey, look, PayPal sent me this note saying we canceled the subscription when we never do that. I mean, it's just a really, really not, performing the way i'd like to see it and i blame the audience okay um let's get to our birthdays all right very short list but sir jason stevens congratulates himself turning 37 uh on the 6th that'll be on uh on election day and Rick Dolshini congratulates himself turning 45 tomorrow. Happy birthday from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. And uh, it was nice that we uh, we had uh, Vicky check in with uh, with her completion of her damehood. And uh, Kevin Coakley has also finally made it up to his knighthood. So we're going to uh, uh, drag out our swords here. John, and, uh, be careful because, you know, when you're kind of angry, I don't want you to cut yourself. Ow. <laughs> there you go. So Kevin Coakley, step forward, please. And Vicky Poole, the two of you are today joining our round table. One is a night, one is a dame. So hereby, I thank you for your contributions to the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe, the amount of $1,000 or more. And I hereby pronounce thee, Sir Kevin and Dame Vicky, night and day with the No Agenda Round Table. We got hookers and blow. Of course, Dame Vicky, we got Ramboys and Chardonnay. We got geishas and sake. We got hot pants and booze. We got wenches and beer. It's all here for you, including the Rubenes women and Rosé. And please remember where you can help us out in this program. Dvorak.org slash N-A John, since we were running a little short for the past two weeks and we actually had this conversation at dinner, uh, I have done some work on an additional revenue source. Yeah. I was liking it when you were doing the auditions. Yeah, well, the auditions dried up, and I have no idea why. Well, I have one idea. Yeah, because they sucked. Well, with that. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I think <laughs> it's because you don't do enough of them. Yeah, right. So, um... I have... Okay, well, I have a segment idea, well, too, and you can... Okay, let me do... Well, here's... It's not a segment idea. It is oh, a... Okay, it is I a, have a segment idea. Okay, this is a product that we've been talking about. Uh, about our no agenda moonshine and um 
you know, I, 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 you said you would be looking into it. I don't know if you had time to yeah, look I, into. I've got. I'm getting a conversation started. Okay, while you're getting the conversation started, I've been working with Sir Jeff Smith, and I have uh, some of our branding for the No Agenda Moonshine. And of course, <laughs> would you like to hear some of the branding? Yeah, I hit it. Celebrating moonshine by No Agenda. I think we've got a winner. Celebrity? Celebrity Moonshine by No it's Agenda. Not bad. Yeah. It has a kind of a hickey sound to it. Celebrity Moonshine by No Agenda. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm telling you, this is huge. Now, we'll still spell it celebrity, but we'll have people all around the country going, hey, man, have you tried some of that celebrity? Yeah. Or maybe we should just call it No Agenda Moonshine. No, I think the idea of Celebrity Moonshine, that's actually has a kind of a ring to it. Celebrity Moonshine. Celebrity by No Agenda. Yeah, Celebrity. I think I think it might it might work. Yeah, it's a possibility. There's some just the legal aspects that we have to deal with. Okay. Well, I, you, I have an idea for a new segment. Okay. One that'll make us money? Yeah, I think people will really flock to it. Oh. Flock to the show because of it. Okay. Okay, this is going to be like similar to Ask Adam. Oh, okay. So we need imaging soon, yeah? Yeah, and then it's called What's John Eating? <laughs> okay. This sounds and like I, a... I bite into something, and uh-huh. you have to guess what it is in two guesses. Okay. Only two? What is this? Well, three. I'll give even, you three. Even genies give you three okay. wishes. All right. Three All right. guesses. Okay. Three guesses. All right. Okay, I'm going to bite into it, and you can have me rebite. Okay. All right. If, if, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for What's John Eating? Yes, here we go. Okay, it sounds very juicy. I have to say, um, the, uh, I have to say the mumble processing is not doing it much justice. Uh, that might be a problem with the segment. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like it's very juicy. Can you get now swallow what you what you have in your mouth now? Okay. And then I'd like you to um, bite slowly, but don't follow it up with all the chew because I have to hear the bite, and then it has to really settle in. I'm a little disappointed in this particular uh, thing I'm eating because normally it's crunchy. Okay. One just bite. So I gave you that's a that's a clue. Right. Bite but Get don't ready, but go. don't swallow. Hmm. Crunchy. Well Hmm. Is it a Okay, I have three guesses. Is it a persimmon? Holy crap. Really? Did I get yeah. it? First, the who you persimmon. <laughs> now, shall I tell you? Okay, this segment is done. <laughs> shall I tell you why I guess persimmon? Is there a camera in here? No. <laughs> hey, JC, <laughs> get the sweeper. Can I tell you why I guessed it? Because uh, we were at the market on Saturday, and every stall had their persimmons out, and I figured, huh, they're probably in season. Or or the harvest is in, and I said, and Mickey's like, what is that? I said, they're persimmons. I said, are they good? I said, well, John likes them. She said, oh, never mind. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't buy them. Never mind. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, this segment is a big hit with the chat room. I know I'm not allowed to talk to them, talk about them anymore, uh, but they have a lot of really, 
really good guesses. <laughs> I think we keep the segment in. <laughs> it's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, you win one to nothing. Uh, 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 I was unable to stump Adam. All right, let's talk about um, let's uh, talk about the campaign. Of course, uh, today uh, we uh, changed our clocks. A lot of people want to change our president on Tuesday. Uh, we would like to, although we wouldn't like to change it to the uh, Romney variety. No, it's the same guy on the set, same, side exactly. of the same coin. Exactly, exactly, same guy. Ooh, by the way, before I forget, before we get to that. I got this awesome picture. Hold on. I got another website for you to take a look at. Um, so they have a new coin in England. And it is a, uh, a celebratory coin. It is a two-pound coin. Uh, but I want you to... So the, the, the back of the coin is supposed to look like... Uh, I forget what it's supposed to look like. Hold on a second. Uh... Why is it not? I want to open this up here. I think you need to go to twopoundcoin.curry.com. Number two poundcoin.curry.com. Can you do that for number me? Number two, not just TWO? No, number two. So twopoundcoin.curry.com. Okay. And uh, the back of the coin is supposed to be Charles Dickens. And the front of the coin, of course, is the queen. It's a, a commemorative coin. But everybody, see, I'm not going to give you the name. Everybody in the UK is saying that it's someone else on the back of the coin and is not Charles Dickens. You tell me who it looks like. You got the page? Yeah, I do. Who does it look like on the back of that coin? It looks more like Mark Twain, if you squint your eyes enough. Uh, pe- people think it looks more like Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden? It doesn't look anything like Osama bin Laden. On profile with the beard? No, I don't see it. No, 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 no. I saw it immediately. Well, I still don't see it, even after hearing that. With the hat, crap. with the hat on the top. No, well, I can see the hat part. Mm. Okay, all right, maybe whatever. Uh, all right, anyway, two pound coins are one of the worst things they could do. Why is that? Every time you change, you know, the, so your baseline is it makes it easier for for inflation for things to cheat. It makes it easier to cheapen the currency. Oh, is that why they're doing it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyway, well, that would be. Let's get back to the race now. The right. one thing I want to point out: you remember the commentary where where Mitt Romney's debating, and he says, "You know, I have two, I have four boys, and blah blah blah." And then a bunch of these douchebags on MSNBC, "Oh, it's a racist commentary." He said, "Boy, all right, let me let me Obama to his face." Let me say it exactly. He said, "I have five boys, five boys, and I know what it's like when someone keeps saying something to me that is not true." And then people turned around and said, "He called the president boy," which is not true. Right. right. Okay. So here's that, that I could I think you can go with this one. The New York Times today, Sunday Times front mm-hmm. page, top mm-hmm. of the left, the big headline in the top left corner, right at the top of a dubious sentence that the top line is with time as tight as race. Oh wow. Really? Comma, comma next line Obama and Romney zero in. Now huh. what does this even mean? With time as tight as race, Obama and Romney zero in. What does that, this mean? That's mind control. Well, I mean, that's not even English. It's not even English with time as tight as race. Time as tight as race. That is crazy. This is subliminal mind control programming, and it makes sense. 
and I'm glad you brought this up, because uh, as we know, Fox News is controlled by the Democrats, um, and and we've already seen all kinds of racial tension being created by the Democratic Party, and here is Bill O'Reilly, who was on the Fox News Network with uh, Dennis, what's the comedian's name? Miller. Dennis Miller. And listen to what they're bringing up on the democratically run Fox News. And I look at Barack Obama and I think, you know, I don't sense he likes half this country. And I think that's coming back to Biden. You mean the, the guns, Tuckers. religion, crew, yeah, that, that was an indicator? Disparagement. Right. Joe the plumber doesn't make that. He doesn't have a pickup truck. There seems to be a real uh, disassociation between him and the hoi polloi as the classic. Do you think term. it has anything to do with grievance? Because in some African-American communities, there is a grievance against whites who aren't sympathetic to their cause and and that may be driving a little bit of it so there are some african-americans who believe that the reason they're not prospering as a community do you hear that the guy's actually saying black people hate white people <laughs> it's crazy yeah oh but not as crazy as bill maher listen to what he said on his lovely little hbo show so I would just like to say for anyone thinking about voting for Mitt Romney, if that's who you are, if you're thinking about voting for Mitt Romney, I would like to make this one plea. Black people know who you are, and they will come after you. <laughs> that is so funny! That, you can't say, I mean, I'm blown away. You can't say this. Uh. I don't know, but there, 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 there's all kinds of little interesting memes. Oh, and by the way, just a, a little bit off the main topic, but still on it. Obama, I was listening to the, uh, I think it was Al Jazeera that did this one too, and they only played a little bit of it. They had him live, and I think he's up in, uh, he's in, he's up in New Hampshire or he's mm -hmm. in Virginia. So he's somewhere live mm -hmm. or Iowa. I don't know, but it's beside the point because. It sounds to me as though as at the very last minute of the campaign, somebody has the bright idea of developing a new meme. They, o they only have a part of it clipped here, but believe me, it went on and on and on in the background with him saying the same. See if, tell me, see if you can spot the meme. And President Obama is now campaigning in the swing state of Iowa. He's currently Iowa. in the town of Dubuque. The laid-off furniture worker who suddenly has to retrain at the age of 55 for a new career, trying to figure out how to pay for a community college. She needs a champion. The restaurant owner who, who's got some great food but needs a loan to expand and the bank turned him down. He needs a champion. You know, the cooks and the waiters. Earlier, the president had tried to whip up support. They cut him off. The what? They cut him off, but he kept saying one champion. thing after another. Champion. He's a champion. Champion, yeah. When did that show up? Uh, it sounds like a Bill Clinton thing, doesn't it? I don't know, but why are they running it at so deep in the campaign at the last minute? Because well, especially oh, I can tell you why. That's easy. It's associative. You think champion, you think Obama, you think champion. I think that's just association. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? He's already the president. He's already the champion. He's we the champion. We are the champions. No, no, but he's friend. already the champion. You have to defeat the champion. He's the champion, and then you need a champion. Yes. You don't need a, a new champion. No. You you keep your Now, your you might be champion. right on that. Yeah. But it just, what? 
So, so one of our producers was at an Obama fest uh, where the president showed up, and he immediately got on the stick and sent me. He said, "Oh my God, you will not believe the song that they are playing before the president comes on stage." Now, this producer actually recorded it there live uh, on his iPhone. Uh, I, 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 it was almost impossible uh, to play his clips because it just wouldn't sound right uh, on the show. Uh, but I pulled a clip from this uh, actual song, which is a uh, from a popular band called Sugarland. Are you familiar with the Sugarlands, uh, John? Sugarland? You ever heard of Sugarland? Vaguely. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not like your rockin' boys Green Day, but Sugarland uh, has a. Uh, the best a, band in the world. The best band, Sugar <laughs> Green Day. Those those kids, they might be something someday, you know. If you if you keep supporting them, uh, so Sugarland has a song called "Everyday America," and I'm going to play 30 seconds of it. See if you can hear the lyrics. I will read the lyrics to you if you can't. Here we go. It's the chorus. Now, were you able to hear the lyrics through the mumble uh, system? Well, I heard everybody's just getting by, home of the great big lie. <laughs> well, that's not quite what it is, but that's what I heard the first time, too. It's, oh, whoa, everyone's dreaming big, oh, whoa, but everyone's just getting by, which, of course, as we know, is the American dream as portrayed by the president. That's yes. how it goes in everyday America, a little town, and a great big life. But I also heard lie the first time. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, lie. this is so perfect and this is also subliminal we are under attack we are now under where, attack we're under where attack was this played this has got to be regional specific music it was uh no sugarland is huge no they win awards no this no, is but they're not going to play country and western crap around obama in the in the northeast uh i can find out exactly where it came from hold on a second where's our producer here um hmm uh, a Dubuque producer, Brian. Oh, okay, that's the same place where he's coming up with this meme. That was Dubuque. Yeah. yeah. So, so he was here. Uh, okay, here's here's the note from uh, producer Brian Byrar. He was uh, he donated on the last show. You see, this is a guy not only donating, he's going into the Obama camp to go and see what's up to report back. Uh, apologies for the recording quality using my iPhone. Uh, okay, biggest surprise what I notice. I wouldn't have noticed before No Agenda how many times and people expressly confirmed the function of the teleprompter. Two separate people checked it a total of four times. Pretty late in the race to accidentally slip off script, I suppose. Uh, then he says, uh, yeah, he's standing in the cold and they played the music before the event. A phrase I heard perked me up. I did a look up, found it was Sugarland's Everyday America lyrics, are, and, they, and he uh, cites the lyrics. And uh, he recorded that, but I figured I'd get you the. Uh, uh, the good version. John Mellicamp performed, and then uh, uh, the president came on. Uh, but there you go. So it was a champion. Uh, I am the champion. You're just getting by. We're all living in a big fat lie. I mean, this is you are under attack, people. You are under attack. Psychological warfare. But please don't support this show. No, go send ten dollars to the Red Cross. Yeah. Okay. Text it. Text it. Text it to him. Yeah. And change your Twitter icon. While you're at so, it. Uh, okay. 
Meanwhile, of course, Gary Johnson, I was thinking about the coin analogy, is that when you listen to the debates between Obama and uh, Romney, they never brought up any of the things that if you take another coin, which has on one side of the coin uh, Gary Johnson and Ron Paul, the other side of the coin would be Ralph Nader and uh, somebody like Kucinich. And what they discuss is like... uh, is never even brought up anymore. In fact, I have a bunch of Nader was giving a talk at uh, at uh, something poet some 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 place in New York where a bunch of lefties hang out, and he's a left winger, but he makes some of the same points. And I have a bunch of good clips from him on stuff that's never discussed. I actually think it might be good to combine him as an end of show clip. Okay, which which we I, which I'll give you the number the the sequence. There's a couple here, but there's one I just like to play out of the blue, which is Nader on corporate welfare. Okay, get corporations off welfare. That happens to be supported by liberals, Rep- uh, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, but not corporatists. By the way, I, I have never met a corporatist who doesn't call herself or himself a conservative. But I've never met a conservative who calls themselves corporatists. <laughs> they call it, on the right, crony capitalism. We call it corporate welfare. Subsidies, handouts, giveaways, bailouts, artificial quotas, contrary to market discipline, all kinds of governmental power and governmental tax-collected money to these giant profitable corporations. Well, this is very interesting that this comes up at this moment in the, in the conversation. Uh, so what you're talking about here is the collusion of government and business. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, the fascism is also known as corporatism. Well, same thing. Have you uh, seen the most recent executive order that our president put out? Oh, no, but I'm <laughs> going to hear about it right now. Yes, you are, because as you know, we like to read the things that our uh, government publishes. And um, I uh, uh, not only do I catch them on WhiteHouse.gov, but our our fine uh, producer Chad there in uh, in Denver, he also uh, he's he's our producer who is now reading everything that comes out on the Federal Register. This came out on, uh, I think it was just before the hurricane struck, Hurricane Sandy, or Super super Storm Sandy. This came out on the 26th. Uh, by the authority vested in me as president, uh, constitution, body, 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 blah. Um, I hereby uh, order to advance the federal government's use of local partnerships to address homeland security challenges. Are you ready for this? Hereby ordered as follows. The purpose of this order is to maximize the federal government's ability to develop local partnerships in the United States to support homeland security priorities. Partnerships are collaborative working relationships in which the goals, structure, and roles and responsibilities of the relationships are mutually determined. Collaboration enables the federal government and its partners to use resources more efficiently, build on one another's expertise, drive innovation, engage in collective action, broaden investment to achieve shared goals and improve performance. Partnerships enhance our ability to screw the American people by spying on them to address homeland security priorities from responding to natural disasters to preventing terrorism. So every single, this whole executive order, here are the departments that are supposed to be nominating and working with companies and corporations in the private sector. 
Department of State, Department of Treasury, Department of Defense, Department of Interior, Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health and Human Services, Housing, Urban Development, Transportation, Energy, Education, Veteran Affairs, Homeland Security, National Intelligence, uh, Environmental Protection Agency, Small Business Administration, and Federal Bureau of Investigation. This is the feds colluding with private business. This is the definition of fascism by executive order from this president. You got to kick this guy out and make sure that Romney douchebag doesn't come in. Good luck, I know, but this is yeah, this is not going to happen. This is really this is fascism. This is the, this is the definition of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. it scares me. Well, I don't know. You don't it's care. A, you can just get by. <laughs> you don't care. You don't care. Now, you know, at some point you go, "Well, that's an interesting maneuver." It's not uh, an interesting maneuver. It is a collusion of government and business to spy on the American people. Yeah, no, I know. I think the at some point there's going to be it's not going to work out. And how, and how was that report? When the economy on, collapses, by the way, in the next couple of years or next year, probably. It's be, well, it's going to be handy when that happens. Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, wait a minute. It might be bad. Wait, whoa, might wait, be, you just said okay. something. Is it not, so obviously it didn't collapse in October, so we're still thinking March? Or is it going to be October next year? What does the current cycle say? Okay, well, the cycle would be generally, the cycle would be, it would. this is starting to, you have to pick a year. And I'm picking 1893. Uh, as opposed to 1933 or 1973, even though there's there's it, there's e- evidence it could be any one of these styles of problems. In 1893, it was a just an economic collapse for the year of 93, which would mean it would probably take place. Here's what here's one possible scenario to consider. Okay, which will be outlined in the book. Uh, <laughs> you the, the president gets reelected or Romney gets him, but I think I think we're Banking, not banking, but we're predicting that Obama is going to get in easily, and he's going to get back in. It's going to be oh, celebrating, and his wife's going to be happy as a happy camper, and everybody's going to be, you know, just jumping for joy. Party, party, and, party, party. But he's there to do nothing because the Republicans are going to be so. They're already, you know, not very cooperative, and he doesn't help things. He's not very good at making them cooperative, like he could be. And so that we're going to go off the fiscal cliff, right? January first, right? Just boom, and they're not going to. You know, he said, "Well, don't worry about it. I'll get it. It'll get fixed before then, or get fixed right afterwards." And actually, he said a couple of times it'll get fixed afterwards, mm-hmm. which is not a. This is not the way to do things because it might not get fixed afterwards. How do you know? There's no guarantees, so it won't get fixed. Mm-hmm. And so the fiscal cliff is going to come into play, and all hell's going to break loose. And uh, we'll see what, you know, it's not going to be fun to watch, I don't think. So that means it would the, the collapse would happen in March or or sooner, and then it would carry out throughout the year. So next year, it's just going to be a mess. So March is what we're looking at. It's, it's, well, and, I'm guessing more. Yeah, this is one scenario. There's about five of them. I'll outline them so all. So how much time do I have? I have uh, oh, you, four you're months. you be okay in Texas. You're not... Well, for you, not, okay with what? With these donations and no job? I, no, for the, the first donations time in my life, I got, have turned, to pick up. I got turned down for a job. I, you know, literally. Well, you, you're unemployable. I am. I've made myself unemployable by doing this show for five years. And for some reason, <laughs> John C. Dvorak, Jean-Claude, gets a pass. He gets to write columns. He gets to be on Twit. Gets to do all the... Are you on oh, that yeah, show I'm, again I'm today? I'm enough from going on Twit. Are you on Twit again today? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. 
If you'd listened to the last show, you would have known that I was not even invited to come on today. They get sick of me. I, they can only do a couple of shows. And they're like, eh, yeah, but guy, when you're you know. on, then you get all these opportunities. You know, you get like people calling you. I, I mean, I, I get on. I get nothing but hate. You science hater. You hater. You hate moon crazy. Hate. This is just that. This is this. You know, this has nothing to do with me. No, it's. I'm not saying it has anything to do with you. All I'm saying is, don't you tell just me that you're attract. You attract this sort of. Uh, don't of don't follower. T- yes, but don't tell me that I'm going to be okay in Texas. I'm not oh, yeah. going to be okay in Texas with no, no money. You're going to be okay with no money. I'll be fine. Oh, woo, great! It gets cold no, in the winter. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You'll, things are going to work out. So, uh, from your mouth to God's ears. So let's go. Let me play one more Nader clip before we do the end of show clip. Yeah, do the weed one. We got a weed one. It was. Oh, I do have a weed one. That is the uh, Gary, uh, Gary Johnson. This is a Gary Johnson clip. He was right. on uh, book TV. Good. Let's and this weed. is his really good little spiel on drug laws. The Libertarian Party is often associated with changing the drug laws, and you've advocated for that as well. Changing the drug laws. Drug laws, yes. You know, since 1999, I've advocated legalizing marijuana. Control it, regulate it, tax it. I think we're at a tipping point uh, with regard to um, marijuana and legalizing it. I think that... um, that Colorado is going to do that. It's on the ballot in Colorado uh, this November. Uh, regulate marijuana like alcohol. I think it's going to pass uh, when it passes. And if it doesn't pass in Colorado, it's going to pass. 50% of Americans now are saying they support the notion. It's a growing number. It's a growing number because people are talking about the issue more than they ever have before, recognizing 90% of the drug problem is prohibition related not use related that's not to discount the problems with use and abuse but that should be the focus i think when we legalize marijuana i think we're going to take giant steps forward regarding all other drugs and that's going to be starting with looking at the drug issue first as a health issue rather than a criminal justice issue Let's get the police out on the streets enforcing real crime. Uh, let's free up the courts and let's empty the prisons of the 2.3 million people that we have in them, the majority category of those being drug-related. And, of course, it, we're not going to get release anybody from jail that has committed other crime in lieu of drug crime. But those that are in jail, victimless, nonviolent drug crime, uh, there needs to be... Um, um, there needs to be commutation of those sentences, and there needs to be pardons for 30 million Americans that, but for our drug laws and have served out their sentences, but for our drug laws would otherwise be tax-paying, law-abiding citizens. All right, let me say something about Gary Johnson. Gonna, I know you're going to vote for it. Hold on a second. 30 million? That's bull crap. Well, that's That's on. off. Way off. First of all, the guy's boring, okay? He's not doing his... No, he should, be, he should be... If he wants to get some votes, he should say, I'm going to legalize cat. Think about... What, <laughs> I mean, he's going to have half of America going, oh, oh, all right, legalize cat. And then... Well, get all the, uh, all the ethnics to vote for him. Yes, and instead of that long, two-minute, boring speech, his message is right. He should say, listen to this. 
No one ever did this while they were stoned on weed. Elsewhere in news today, a Lewis County man is behind bars this afternoon, accused of punching a puppy and throwing it against a tree. Deputies say the 20-year-old man was intoxicated overnight and beat his family's five-month-old German shepherd. He's no one does that when they're on weed, okay? You do not punch a puppy when you're smoking weed. You have a story that you've clipped that is a guy punching a puppy? I thought it was amazing. That's an interesting show title. <laughs> Punching a puppy. <laughs> I mean, but that happens when people are on alcohol. Not when you're chewing the cat or smoking the weed. Punchy. That's how Gary Johnson, if he ever runs again, he has to have the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group work yeah, with him. Yeah, he, he, he could do worse than listen really, to us, but um, yeah. you've talked to him yourself. And I said, dude, and pick he's, it up. he's not listening to you. He doesn't buy it. He's, as far as he's concerned, he could. He became the governor of New Mexico on a simple, boring you know, type of pitch, and uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's just this, he's, he thinks it's great. <laughs> he's, a he's a bicyclist. That's another thing. You know, it's bad. Oh, really? A bicyclist? Hmm. So for end of show, I here's the here's the record oh, I'd you, like to hear. You got a here. sequence for me here. Okay. What yeah, a sequence. All right, all right. Number one would be Nader on the defense budget. Okay. Hold on. Let me line it up. Defense budget. Yeah. Number two would you then we have to have to take a break and go with a little short one on Gary Johnson on voting libertarian. Oh, this is this is like a. a, a, a a mashup. Yes. Okay, gotcha. I was almost going to produce it, but then I said, oh, I can do it. This will be fine. Uh, you and said, then screw finish, it. Let Curry the, do the, it. Yeah. Then the big, you can do it. And then the big finish is Nader on Congress, which I think is a really good finish. And then you can do your own, you can do a little riffing with the Dvorak.org slash NA or whatever you like to do or, or, or adios mofos. You know, you, you're great at, at these little deals at the end. So I think that will work. It's really, you know, the uh, sucking up to me is not going to help. It really, it really, it really is. <laughs> you not are gonna, so good at that. It is not. Uh, is really not uh, not going to help. Uh, well, never mind. All right, everybody. Uh, so we didn't get to a couple things, uh, but it doesn't matter because um, it's uh, doesn't matter because by the time we hit the next show, uh, we'll have an entirely new news cycle. We will have a new president. Uh, or at least uh, we will have uh, elected a president, whether it is a new one, uh, highly doubtful, but we will have a president. Um, will it be a leader? No. No matter who we v vote for. Uh, okay. But, yes. I, 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 I'm going to enter. When you're done, I have to ask you a question that's got nothing to do with the election. Can you, uh, off air or on air? You want me to do it now? I can just do it now? Yeah. I'm looking at the twopoundcoin.curry.com, and you have a favicon of a small goat. <laughs> it's not a goat. It is the dog cow. Now, you would not recognize this because uh, in the days when the dog cow was famous, uh, you thought that the, uh, the, it was highly un unlikely people would want to use the Macintosh because of the mouse. That's that you don't recognize the dog cow? No, it looks like a small goat. Do you know what the dog cow is? No, I don't know what the dog cow is. Um so uh, when you use the mouse on the original Mac and uh, these days we have the spinning beach ball, the Mac 128K? Yeah. 
It goes back that okay. far. So you know today we have the spinning beach ball? Yeah, you got a ball spinning. Okay, back in the day you had that little dog, and when uh, the the Mac was waiting for something, to some process to finish, the dog would do backflips. And that is the history of the dog cow. Okay, and you're using it as a favicon. Why? Because. Oh, okay. Good enough. So uh, that's it from uh, the hotel room here in San Francisco. Uh, sorry for some of the sound quality issues, etc. But uh, no matter what is going on in our lives, we always intend to bring you a show because it must when always. When is your go flight on. out? Uh, we're leaving at five o'clock, so I'm packing up uh, and jumping out immediately. Okay, we'll have a nice flight. Hey, thanks. Uh, and of course, San Francisco. We're going to once again try. Uh, getting to the priority line with our coach ticket. San Francisco may be hard, though. They're not easy about that stuff, so we'll see how we do. Yeah. If they, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, they got a whole bunch of douchebags checking. Were you taking what airline? So JetBlue. Oh, JetBlue, that's in the uh, international terminal. Yes. You have to know that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's then not- there may be a priority line there. Yeah, but this, but they got all kinds of douchebags checking the priority line. They have yeah, a lot of douchebags. The, the whole place is douchebag. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I will tweet so you'll all know. And uh, uh, there you go. Please, please, please consider us this week. And, yeah. And what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, Ford is picking up my electric car. Uh. I have to wait for them. <laughs> so I got, that's the end of that. Right. And that's going to be in your little uh, giblet, your monogram there. It's going to be another, yes, it's going to be another one of the almost finished projects. Okay. And I would recommend buying my son's mystery. <laughs> maybe you could hot write... Hot diggity dead. Hot, hot diggity dead. There you go. And uh, then uh, maybe I won't have to pay him to do uh, the work he does here. No, mm. that's not going to happen. No, that's definitely I want more money. All right. All right, coming to you from uh, the hotel room here uh, in San Francisco in the great uh, People's Republic of Northern California. In the morning, everybody, I am Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I remain, John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday right here for you on No Agenda. So we need that. That is the way to create good-paying jobs that are real, that actually improve life. When and why in every community in America and become a libertarian? We need to get funds for this by reducing our military budget. Do you know our military budget is higher in real dollars than it was during the Cold War, when we were facing Soviet missiles? It's now eight hundred billion dollars, including the, the wars of choice in Iraq and Afghanistan. By the way, 70% of the American people won out of Afghanistan yesterday. If we cut that military budget, which is now $800 billion, to six, five, four, General McPeak, retired of the Air Force, said a while back, if we can't defend the USA on $300 billion, we better get a new set of generals. We liberate that money. We bring the soldiers from those bases all over the world of our empire who are just agitating and making people hate us, including our allies like in Okinawa, 
When and why did you leave the Republican Party and become a libertarian? Well, you know, I've probably been a libertarian my entire life, so this is kind of coming out of the closet. And I don't think I'm uh, unlike most Americans. I think there are a lot more Americans in this country that declare themselves libertarian as opposed to voting libertarian. So, you know, the pitch that I'm trying to make right now is vote libertarian with me just this one time. Give me a shot at uh, changing things. And if it doesn't work out, you can always return to uh, uh, tyranny. And I'm going to argue that that's what we have right now. Congress is the most powerful branch of our three branches. They don't use some of that power, but they have the taxing power, the spending power, the war declaration power, the investigating power, the confirmation power, on and on. They are the smallest branch of our government. We don't have to deal with millions of executive branch employees. We don't have to deal with judges there for life in the courtroom. We deal with little Congress, 535 men and women who put on their shoes every day like you and I do. And they dream every day of getting votes. <laughs> but they've figured out that the way to get votes is first to gerrymander districts so that either the Democrat wins easily or the Republican wins easily, sometimes without even an opponent. Have you heard of Speaker John Boehner? Here's how smart the Democrats are. They have made sure that in Southwest Ohio, John Boehner does not have a Democratic opponent. So it's pretty easy for most of these people to get reelected. A lot of them have no opponents. More of them have nominal opponents of the major party. Never mind the Green Party, or Libertarian Party, Justice Party, Constitution Party. They know how to marginalize small parties, keep them out of debates, wear them down with obstacles. So, what are we doing about our member of Congress? Adios, mofo. Right? 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 No, that's not right! Celebrating moonshine. By no agenda. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A